Greetings guys, welcome now to a brand new episode of Talking Hollywood with Yaz and Friends. I'm your host Mr. Yaz Matan and joining me today uh, is Anthony aka Dadbot Plays. Hi, thank you for having me on, I appreciate it. Uh, so happy you. to be here. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and if you guys are listening or tuning in to this episode, uh, Evan Jordan was supposed to join, unfortunately he's been having uh, some technical issue, he couldn't join us, so maybe we hope that he can join us for the next episode. We love you, Evan. Yeah, we love you too. Fifty <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. Now, in this episode, we'll be talking some big news, like the fact that we got some update news about uh, Damien Chazelle and Paul Thomas Anderson, like a uh, next film, and also we got an update also on Beverly Hills Cup. Looks like it might actually become a Netflix m- movie. And okay. And now, before we go on to have, uh, to have talk about uh, the news and what we saw. Uh, I want to begin first by doing some housekeeping. Uh, November 30th is actually going to mark uh, my birthday. And what happens is that I'm actually planning to do like, uh, I might do a, a birthday stream where I actually, I, I stream like some video games on my Twitch channel. Then after that, I'm going to do like a live recording of the podcast with Evan. However, the reason I'm saying, you know, might, it's because um, on this week, it will also mark you know, the, release, the release of the movie uh, Knives Out and there's a chance that maybe on this day I might go see the film. Because if I do end up going seeing the film, I might have to delay it to the, the day after, which is December 1st. I will go and update you guys on my Twitter account. So if you guys go to my Twitter, Mr. Yasma 300 and uh, press the notification button on on the last week of November, so you get updated if I'm actually going to, um, to, to, to stream on either November 30th or December 1st. All right. Um, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Okay. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'll go. So I'm going to keep everyone updated, see what else to do. Maybe in case maybe something happens, I'll keep them updated. Okay. So now, actually, uh, before we talk, we need to begin. Uh, like we always begin the show. Uh, we talk about uh, what we saw in like, movies or TV show and, and non-spoiler also. So the, what for me, uh, this week, uh, I like last time, I only saw like one thing. Um, I just saw some other stuff, but mostly I focused on one thing I'm going to talk about today. The new Charlie's Angels. Alright, so, you know, this new uh, Charlie's Angels that I saw, it's actually, you know, if you, if you, if you know, it's not actually, it doesn't star uh, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and uh, Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also starts them in a new cast. We got uh, Kristen Stewart and Naomi Scott, whom you know her as uh, Jasmine, that live action uh, Aladdin film. And we also we got also a new upcoming new up and coming actress. Uh, I forgot her name. And the film is actually uh, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Now, when I f- this actually I was not kind of interested in the film because I'm not the big Charlie's Angels fan. When I when I the trailers, they were like, oh, they felt okay for me. But I actually, you know. Then when the movie came, I heard people talk. You know, they say that they enjoyed the film, so I happened to get the free chance and a free time and and went and saw the film. I'll tell you what, actually, you know, the movie actually is. If you saw any spy film, you feel like it's kind of predictable what beats of the spy movies 
the direction of the story goes but for me I actually did enjoy that and by the way uh, the third girl her name is Ella Palinska she's actually the new girl in fact my favorite part mm-hmm. about the film is actually the chemistry between the chemistry between the three leads are uh, Kristen Stewart Naomi Scott and Ella Palinska and there was good that and also uh, I remember you know people were saying that um the I have not seen Pitch Perfect 2 that was like Elizabeth Banks first movie they were saying that her directing was not that good but seeing mm-hmm. this film uh, and what I heard a lot of people they say that uh, her directing is a little bit got a little bit improved this is actually what my thought of the film it's actually an enjoyable film if you if you want to have a fun enjoyable film you want to see like I will recommend people seeing it what's wild is is uh so I haven't seen the movie yet but Kristen Stewart, for a really long time, she seemed like such a one-dimensional actor, you know? And just, I, I've never really enjoyed any of, her, any of her movies. Well, then America Ultra came out with uh-huh. her and, uh, I want to say, what, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg, the guy who was in The Social Network. Mm-hmm. And that was an amazing movie. American Ultra was great. And it, uh-huh. it like changed the way that I saw her in movies. So, you know, she, she does SNL. And that was really cool. She was really good on SNL and now Charlie's Angels. And now I'm, I'm, I'm interested in stuff that she's in. Again, because it's almost like she broke out of that. She was great also with her uh, fight sequence because I don't know which which one were her or which one her son, but she was great in it in this movie. Yeah, I think she. I think the standout was actually the new actress that came out. Uh, all, all three of the ladies were good. That what's her name? Uh, uh, because she's actually a new up and coming actress. Uh, Ella Balinska. She was actually amazing in the film. Uh huh. Because I think people should look look around to her. Because also you also got great other actors you've seen the film. Uh, like I mentioned, Elizabeth Banks, who also directed the film, she's also in this film, and Patrick Stewart, who also is also in it. Patrick Stewart was in it. Yes, he plays like you know, like <laughs> you know, like the TV show Charlie's Angel. Did you saw the previous TV show? And yeah. There's a guy Bosley. He plays like there's multiple Bosleys yeah. in this movie. He plays one of them, like the origi- the first, like the Bosley in the film. The original Bosley. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because also I'm saying, but it's also and also there's was also uh the Sam Cla- I forgot that this name uh Sam Claflin he was in in the Hunger Games and he was mm-hmm. I was also in the movie with Emilia Clark where he was on the wheelchair. I don't know if you remember this movie, but I remember people talk about it. And then there was also the kid, the actor who's going to be playing him and Noah Centineo. He was all in that the Netflix movie, to all the boys I loved before I think. Don't. To all the boys I've loved. Let me see. I think I forgot the movie's name. To all the boys I've loved before. Oh, okay. I think I know. that movie sounds familiar. It has it has the actors from X Men Apocalypse and uh, what was it? Deadly Class. Joey Noel always talks about this movie. Oh yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about now. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I I remember uh, the the lead, the guy was like all over like. That <laughs> everybody was thirsting. Mm-hmm. He's going to be He Man. What? Yes, yes, he's He Man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, when you God. look at him, it's like he doesn't look. When you think of him, you think of someone like Chris Hemsworth. But we've seen actors they they pull like they they look different. But they also we don't know what they're planning to do with the movie. Uh huh. He, he, hey, like he, he looks like a big guy though. He's got yeah, super broad he, shoulders. He's, like he looks. He's jacked because if you see the movie, he is jacked in this movie too. Well, then maybe he's gonna be a 
It's also apparently Hema is also allowed. I, I think I, I don't know if I talked about it in the previous episode. They're saying that there's chance like you know, Sony might because you know they're worried because they need a franchise, need a fr- another franchise because Hema can be a franchise, but the kind of word that movie might not land with the audience and that they might actually license it to Netflix. He-Man? Yes, the movie, this live action. Yeah. Because this has been developing hell for a very long time. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's I think it's awesome that there's something like Netflix obviously exists and it's a alternate spot to put these movies that studios wouldn't necessarily put a like gamble on. And that Netflix is just kinda like, well, like release it on here and see how it does. I mean a good example is that Cloverfield movie that came the third Cloverfield movie that came out. Mm-hmm. What's in a good film? Did you saw that movie? It was. I, I thought it was good for what it was, but I mean, fundamentally, it was not a good film. But I thought it was. I enjoyed it because of all the weird like stuff that happens in that movie. Mm. And, like, for all intents and purposes, that really shouldn't have been a Cloverfield movie. I, I don't understand why it had Cloverfield on there. It could have just been a really fun space sci-fi like thriller on its own, and it would have done great. I. I it was so loosely tied into Cloverfield that it, it, it seemed like they only just chose that name just to attach it to it to get garner more buzz, you know? I mean, if the movie, I don't think, none of the movie would have done well without the Cloverfield name because people now need it, brands. Yes. Okay, and what was it we're talking about? Him, you mentioned him, and also one thing I should mention is also that Netflix, they have the Shira animated TV show, on, and they're also they're doing a He-Man TV show with Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Is he, he's directing it? No, no, it's an animated TV series. I think he's producing it. I don't know if he's showing running and writing it. I know he's yeah. involved in it. Okay. Okay, this is that this is the for what I saw from how about you? Did you saw anything like movies or TV shows? Oh me? Yes. Um so actually I, I hopped back into Agents of Shield. Oh. Like season four. You know, like Agents <laughs> Agents of Shield, it is what it is. It's not the best, but it's not bad. And it's a it kind of reminds me a lot of Supernatural because there's just so much going on at any given point, and then you know the season ties itself back together. But I'm excited to get seasons. I wish uh, time now, so I need to hop on Netflix and just start watching stuff again, like season two of Punisher, finish yeah. off season three of Daredevil, you know that kind of thing. But I, I haven't really been been watching a whole lot. Just um, Agents of Shield, to be honest. I haven't I haven't had a chance to go see any movies recently, so. Mm. All right. So now, like we we talk now, we actually this is it. What we saw like of movies and TV shows. I know it doesn't sound like we've seen a lot, but we are, but we have we're busy. Also, we have stuff happens in our life. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a whole lot of time to just go to the movies, which 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 sucks, but it'll it'll get there eventually. And a lot of times, it's funny because that <laughs> I'm a I'm a parent, so even when we do go to the movies, it's generally to watch either kids movies or movies that are right on that cusp of being like for adults and kids. Mm. You mentioned kids. Uh, are you going to take your family to see frozen too? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. When that comes out, frozen two looks odd. Like I think it's this week. What, what a, yeah, I think you're right. What a reversal though. They've done it, turned it into an adventure movie. And also people say it's, I think it's a little bit dark in the story. And people are saying it's really good. Mm. I, I saw some people on Twitter talking about it, and I was like, okay, all right, well, Frozen 2, you're on my radar now. Mm. All right. Now, now I think this is it now for what I mentioned. We talked what we saw. Now we move on to the news of the week. Uh, the first news that, that actually that popped to my attention is actually, uh, we, you know, we've heard, like, you know, 
they were talking they, they were gonna make another fourth Beverly Hills Cop movie and right now we, there's a news came out that um that Paramount has made a deal to to, to license made a deal for a one time licensing deal with Netflix and with an option for a sequel that they will make uh, the fourth um Beverly Hills Cop movie is with Eddie Murphy and the original producer Jerry Breckheimer. Nice. I remember Beverly Hills Cop three watching that in theaters with my mom. So that series was always good. I mean, folks could only make it better. I mean, Bad Boys. We're getting Bad Boys three. Uh-huh. We're getting Beverly Hills Cop. So we're getting like the older versions of all Coming of these. Coming to America. And the older versions of all these action movies uh-huh. that we got back in the day, and getting kind of an updated version with the updated times. I mean, Beverly Hills Cop three. I remember watching that, and my mom telling me part of it was filmed at. Uh, flags in like cupertino california so it's one of those like cool little tidbits and i remember being like whoa it was but eddie murphy was just in what uh my name is dolomite dolomite is my name this is another netflix so, uh, so it makes sense that he's doing more with netflix other than that so it sounds like netflix may have him into some sort of you know deal or after dolomite they were like hey we'd like to work with you more like what the table and also if you look at panama because recently they had like two big box office bombs with gemini man and the new terminator film so that's mm-hmm. why you would see like why maybe they might do this because if you because if also if you look at it like they mentioned tournament is like an old properties do you see maybe like maybe my people might not come to see beverly hills cup because right now they're already <clears> up there shooting like beverly up coming to america too Mm-hmm. I don't know how they are feeling about that movie, even if the men, even if the quality is good. Yeah, well, Netflix does give it a bit of, you know, it's got a safety net below it because it's it's just Netflix. It's not like it's gonna it's internationally and domestically and everything. And and they've got to look at the box office numbers. How much did it make? And does it offset it? Do they make money? Do they lose money? Whereas with Netflix, Netflix could just be like you need and here here you go here's a safe bet it kind of reminds me all like with what the uh epic game store does with games to the, their it exclusivity deals just like hey uh if you want to be on pl- our platform we'll give you x amount of money up front mm. we've got this like safety net so it seems like netflix is kind of the the movie version of that and i mean there's been a, like we were talking about the cloverfield movies like the last cloverfield movie released specifically on netflix hell even the um the interview. Take it. Netflix was like, well, put it over here. So did it came out on Netflix? You know, Net- because I don't think it came out on Netflix. It came out digitally, but I don't know if it came out on Netflix. I thought it was Netflix. Hold on a second. Hold on. But, but it, it's, it seems that Netflix was their niche and they know what, what they need to do to, to, to take places. So I kind of feel like Netflix is now that, that last effort when a studio won't pick you up and Netflix is just willing to take <laughs> to take the chance just because it's Netflix and they can. Let me see. I'm actually I went to the. I thought it did. I could have sworn it did. I did. Got the release on Netflix in January twenty four. It got released digitally through like Google Play, Xbox Video, YouTube, and iTunes. They basically released it on VOD, actually. Okay. But Netflix took it on the 24th, so they took it about a month after it was technically released. 
<laughs> that's a funny case study of the interview. Mm. Movie they made and then everybody dropped it. Because like, because you know because ki- you know, Korea you know, hacked 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 Sony, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Olympics right, also, you know, because you also mentioned Netflix. They also they've also done some some deals where um where the movies they come out domestic and theatrical but internationally they come on Netflix like uh they did with Paramount with another movie Annihilation and they did with the new Shaft mm-hmm. film. Ooh, Annihilation was a really good movie. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So next, um, uh, speaking about Paramount, is we just found out that uh they have to acquire the rights to you know to Damien Chazelle's uh, next film Babylon. Now this movie they already gave it a date where it will have a limited release December twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Just for the award season, then it will go white on January seven of next year, of the year after. I mean. So basically, apparently, the what they're saying is that um, the film, like he's saying that they're uh, he's eyeing well, who Emma Stone and Brad Pitt to star in this f- film, but they say that they still that like, they have not made a deal with the film. Yeah. So basically, what they're saying is that it's gonna be it fo- it's gonna be something like it will focus on Hollywood. It will be it's the transition from silent films to you know, to talking films. It will f- feature like fictional and uh, real life ca- ca- people, like what Tarantino did in like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We got Bruce Lee, Sharon Tate, then you just got Brad Pitt and Leo's character in the film were fictional. This will be cool. I, I I like the concept of that kind of turn of the century media. And like what's happening like behind like behind the scenes and whatnot. Um, I think that's going to be a cool movie. I, I've seen Tobey Maguire is uh, produce. is producing, which is which is wild. I, he you think he'd be in it? He's actually now. They say that in the, and if you look at this, they say that uh, sources have indicated Chazelle will be assembling an all star assemble to share the screen with Stone and Bit. So he might he might star in the film because he also has a produ- okay. production company. And it's also a first time here. I I think I reported like a in a previous episode that he's actually directing a film. It makes sense. We haven't seen him in, in really any movies in a long time, so it makes sense that he kind of took a back seat to probably writing, producing, directing. Maybe he wants to stay away like, because people know him as Spider Man. Maybe he wants to do to remove like you know the the Spider Man image because you know, some not all actors want to like you know to have a specific image of them like focus on them like. Yeah, I don't want to be known as, yes. I don't want like you know. I think some of the good examples like what I think Michael Keaton. If you look, if you look at in you know, a Birdman, it's like a cool study about what what actor like we get typecast because of our role. Yeah, Birdman was almost like a. Uh, it, it was almost like him talking about what it was like to be Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Lucy, based on it. I don't think he actually because he I think he liked it because he wasn't like hated or anything because he liked being Batman for a time stand. Uh huh. Mm, okay. And next other movies we got is that we also got uh, they announced that uh, Paul Thomas answer we got detail about his next film. Apparently, this movie is going to be uh, set in 1970s. It will be uh in uh, set. In, in the San Fernando Valley was actually he's apparently he he did some previous films set in San Fernando Valley like he's going back to shoot another film set in the, in that area and to, and they say that this movie was centered on a high school student who was also a successful child actor and that's what I'm hearing. 
Because it's not a lot of detail about the man because he's trying to keep everything under wrap. But it's mm-hmm. he's now. So it's just. It seems like we got confidence. So all... Sorry, sorry, yes, I'm so uh, sorry. Yes, like, uh, I do this a lot. If you listen to my, my previous episode, I do this a lot with my guests. Oh, I'm so sorry, yes, I kept. Yes, <laughs> you don't go ahead. You um, what I... Yeah, it's kind of weird that there's not a whole lot uh, like to know about this other than 1970s and a, you know, kind of set in a high school in San Fernando Valley. But it's kind of cool that we don't know a lot about it. This could be like some random sleeper that comes out. And because no one knows anything about it, it could be super good. You know, like sometimes um, we, we really should. And, I think Tantu tried get to do the same movies. thing with, with this new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, like there wasn't really much known other than it takes place in what? 1970s Hollywood? 69. 69. Um, <laughs> but we, we knew that it is that Shannon Tin and Charles Manson in it and it might, it might have, that's all what we knew about it. We were like, how is he going to handle this story? And apparently he takes it mm-hmm. in his own direction how the story of thing goes in, in, in that film. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, kind of like in Glorious Bastards where <laughs> at the end they kill Hitler. Uh-huh. One of the best scenes, like, let's kill Hitler. Yeah, that's that's such a wild scene. They're just shooting, shooting into the movie theater. All right. The next, also, we also got an update, like uh, Spike Lee, he's, uh, he's been hired to direct a, a 1980s um, hip-hop version of um, called Talk, which been described as a, as a Romeo and Juliet. The film will be titled Prince of Cats. Prince of Cats. <laughs> yeah, so basically it's described, uh, it's basically described as a 1980s hip-hop take on Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet, with a drastic star-crossed luster scene through the eyes of Ty Bolt, a Julius angry and dual loving cousin. The story centers on Ty Bolt and his coupled brothers who navigate the People's Republic of Brooklyn where underground sword dealing, including katanas with the rival Montegus, blossoms into a vibrant world. The world includes hip hop businesses such as DJing, MCing, breakdancing, and gravity. <laughs> this sounds bonkers. Yeah. And like, this sounds just crazy. Mm-hmm. This is actually based on a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also... A, this reminds me... Uh, what? The yeah, so sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. I look like we we're going to be interrupting each other throughout the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so, you know, what I'm trying to say is that uh, the the actor, uh, it had an actor attached to this project, uh, like Keith Stanfield. Uh, he was ill in that Netflix Death Note movie, and he's also going to be in Knives Out. He's no longer attached to this project. Oh, okay. Okay, so you were so you were saying. So th- th- this reminds me of in the '90s there was a lot of like wild, well, '90s and late '80s there was a lot of like wild like, um, like African American hip hop movies that that them as well, and this is kind of what it, <laughs> this is kind of what it's reminding me of. It's just kind of just this wild movie that I mean, reading that that story of what it's supposed to be, it sounds insane. And it sounds like something that was made in the early '90s, but we're getting that probably in what in 2020. I see. Something like it just. I, I mean, is that released? If there, because I know Spike's shooting was, a movie for Netflix, uh, the yeah. Five Blood. That's all I know. But I don't know which one is coming first, this one or the other one. It's just funny, and it sounds bonkers, but it sounds cool. Like I, with that intro alone, or that like you know small little explanation alone, like I'm ready for it. It sounds like something that's right up my alley. 
Alright. And also, I think when I was reading it, it reminded me, I don't know if you remember the movie The Wiz. They had Michael Jackson and Scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was um, with uh, Ben? Oh, why can't I remember his name? The Boy Meets World's brother. Let me check. The Wiz. Let me check it out. Because I know they did 1970. Let me check. I know Richard Pryor was in it. He was, I think, supposed to be the wizard. Wait. The Wiz is the, is the video game competition one, right? That's the wizard. The Wiz is the one like supposed to be like a, a reimagining of the uh, Wizard of Oz. I got you now. That's uh, my bad. Michael Jackson was Scarecrow and Richard Pryor was in the wizard. <laughs> That's insane. The Wiz. Michael Jackson was Scarecrow? Yes. Okay. Okay, so next uh, we got the news that um, that the author of uh, The Martian he's, he's developing a f- an original idea with uh, with the directors of the Lego Movie and t- the twenty first Jump Street directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Now, apparently, you know, there's not a lot of detail about it, but still keeping it under wraps. But they're saying that this film has been described as another problem-solving science fiction adventure. So basically, he went to uh, to them and he pitched them like his uh, an idea. So Lauder Miller, because they have a first look deal with with Universal, they're developing with Universal. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking up for a writer for the film. So he just he just pitched an idea at him then, and and they liked the idea. So now now he's got to go ahead to actually like make it or not make it, but get it started as yes. as in with the writing and kind of fleshing out the world. Mm-hmm, yes. Sometimes you hear like you see about Spielberg, like he counsel, like he gets an idea used to do it. An idea, he, he, he gets credited as an executive producer, then they hire another people to write the script based on his idea. Mm-hmm. And this is what this basically is. Because this is mostly how Hollywood works, you know. A guy comes, he's like, he's big, he says, like, I have an idea. And he said, this will be something like this. And then, with the right people, they make it into a movie. Yeah. I mean, you, you go in there and you you pitch your butt off and they're going to give you some money. Okay, here's some money, make it. <laughs> here's... Here's five hundred thousand dollars. Go make a script, and you're just like, yes. Mm-hmm. And also, he got liked up with The Martian because the, after the book came out, that movie became a big hit. Like, if you did, you saw it, The Martian with Matt Damon. Uh, actually, to be honest, no, I have not. I mean, I I, I know the, the general, the general like take of what happens and everything, and that was kind of like Matt Damon. I don't know what it is about Matt Damon in space movies, but he's always getting himself lost out in space. And America spent, I don't know, I know someone when that news came out, people was like, America spent hundreds of dollars to go save Mad Demon, like to point out saving, <laughs> private, saving Private Ryan, then Interstellar, and now The Martian. Can't stop being saved. Like, come on, Mad Demon, figure it out. <laughs> and, then, and then next the news, we got the news that uh, Shailene Woodley, she's been cast in, uh, in a new movie called Girl Named Sue. This came from director Fernando Coimbra. He's actually, you know, an up-and-coming, you know, Hispanic director. Now, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, this movie has been dis- uh, set in Central California in farmland in the 90s, attached to Chrysler Myth Crisis. Uh, so basically, uh, oh, it's actually based on a true story about the A agent. 
and her role in the, in the creating of drug endangered new child, the DEC. The folk, uh, basically, we're gonna focus about her, like she, she used she excites to help like the, the helping like the small children who are overlooked during the the drug raids where they go to bust the drugs, and her life mm-hmm. like she this wants to like help them. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's gonna be a tearjerker. It's gonna make me cry. <laughs> yeah. When you think about it, like you know when when they when they catch them the drug dealers like some of them they have young children it's like what happens to them. It's like something. Like, I'd imagine they, they they get into the system and, and but that, that's what I'm saying. It's probably going to be one of those movies that that's. I think this is going to be looked possibly about the Golden Globe and Academy Award. And also, you might look and see if the system is good or not because you know, don't know how like the system works well. Maybe it might bring also yeah. awareness. Maybe how how to improve the system. It's going to sort of expose it in a way of how bad it really is. Uh, I don't know because they say that she's actually you know. It's mostly is gonna focus on about turn like helping the kids and stuff like. Mhm. Okay. The next also we're speaking about um the Martian uh, the writer, um they say that um Amblin and Michael DeLuca, Amblin which is actually Steven Spielberg company they have acquired you know the right to adapt this graphic novel, Chesterly Crossing. Now apparently this is actually a fantasy matter that tells the story of Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Alice from Ass of Wonderland and then and Wendy from Peter Pan who meet in a boarding school for troubled young ladies. They each believe they've traveled to a fantastical world but no one else does. When their world hopping sees Captain Hawk and the Wicked Witch of the Witch team out to combine their magical felony, the trio must band together to dwarf them. <laughs> this sounds like <laughs> I want this, this to be an animated amazing. film. This sounds amazing. I want yeah, to, definitely. It has to be an anime because I hope it becomes animated because it fits well as an animated film. The world hopping sees Captain Hook and the Wicked Witch of the West team up to yeah. This sounds insane. This definitely sounds like a like it could be like a Disney Pixar type film, you know, like a Frozen type thing. Like you said, a, an animated film that uh-huh. would probably do it the most justice based off of these sort of these whimsical characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, because. For what I understand, I don't think there's, they haven't sent out which studio had picked up the movie or not. Because when, I mean, mm-hmm. like, who's going to distribute Universal, Disney, Paramount? This sounds like something like, well, let's see. What, yeah, Peter Pan, it sounds like something Disney should pick up. This would be a smart pickup for them. Kind of gave them the live action treatment to all of their, their past animated films. So why not kind of make a, I, and I know uh, Allison in, in Wonderland, or, sorry, uh, isn't part of the Disney pantheon, but I mean, if Disney can make anything happen and buy any product, well, Disney, <laughs> they've got the billions and billions. They made just us the powerful and the great, but the Wizard of Oz, I think that's the Warner Brothers. Yes. Because yes. I think, so, I mean, it, is the Wizard of Oz like public domain? No, I doubt it. I've, that's, that's gotta be one of those, those, uh, one of those IPs that whoever owns it is never going to let that go away. You know? Or, or let it expire because it's just, I mean, it's the Wizard of Oz. At any given point. It is public it, domain. It, 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 according to Wikipedia, it entered the public domain in 1956. Huh. So anyone can just use it? Yes, the use it. But if they were going to use, you know, some part of it, like, they would have to, you know, there's some specific stuff, like what, what to use, what they're allowed to use, what they're not. Because if, if because of, 
because of you know, you know like example like if you say like do you remember when they, there was two jungle books movies like the john favreau yeah. and the andy circus andy circus mm-hmm. cannot allow to be used anything that disney movie does he has to do he can't use anything in the book but if, if he if he uses anything like from this like for example the song the bear necessities he's, he's not allowed to use it because that's disney they created this so basically well, I think it sounds like it's it sounds like a super cool movie. I, I like the idea. I don't know because I want to promise. I hope they don't turn into another like a like you know superhero movie. Because it sounds yeah, like a, a little bit. Kind of like the uh, what was the Disney one? Is a Disney Channel uh, like exclusive? The one with uh, uh, the Descendants, oh, something like this. Yes, yes, yes. The Descendants, exactly. It kind of sounds like Descendants esque, where it's all of these. Like main characters kind of coming together in a, in a in a neutral setting, and then having to figure out how to get to where they need to go or do what they need to do while having their, like their classic villains there as well. I don't know. I didn't know about it because I remember there was a few. Remember if you remember a few months ago, there was an, one of the actors that passed away. Yes. Yeah. He had a seizure, if I if I remember correctly, and then passed away, which was really sad. He was yeah. young. He was yeah. I think like mid twenties, if that. Mm-hmm. All right. And then after that, uh, now for the next news, uh, we got the news that uh, Paramount is, is in fact is going to be de- is in talk to to develop um, a movie about the Black Panther movement, uh, Power to the People. It's coming from the director of The Hit You Give, uh, George Tillman Jr., and it's been written by the writer of Harriet, uh, George Allen Howard. Now apparently, uh. It would focus on, on, you know, the revolutionary relationship of Huey B. Newton and Bobby Seale, who founded the Black Panthers, originally to protest police brutality against African Americans. It became a global movement and an important part of the civil rights movement. Th- that put them in the crosshairs of FBI leader uh, J. Edgar Hoover and the U.S. government, which considered them a radical movement and deemed them the single greatest threat in the national security. Sounds cool. Uh-huh. Sounds the, this sounds like to finally get the other side of the story because the U.S. government and how was the Black Panther Party was painted from my eyes and from what I've seen as as like a domestic terrorist organization. When in reality, I mean, they did some, but they they didn't end. They, they didn't start like that. Like you said, the, you know, the kind of protest police brutality and. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, a movement gets too large for its own good and, and gets taken off in different directions. So it'd be cool to see start from the ground up and kind of get a you're going to get an actual perspective on how and why it went that way, as opposed to getting and news curated by local news and government to kind of per- portray them as something when in reality they they could have been something completely different, something better than that. You know. Um. <clears throat> Because there's also and there's also another movie about something about the Black Man, Panther movie called Jesus Was My Homeboy. It's it's a it's about the relation between uh Fred Hampton, who's also one of the people from the Black Panther movement, and uh, about his relation with a guy William O'Neill, who apparently that guy also you know he betrayed him to the to the cops and he got arrested. Yeah, it's actually you know it's actually Ryan Coogler producing the, that other movie for Warner Brothers. So we're gonna get two movies for it then. It's about. I mean, not not two movies for the one film, but we're kind of getting two separate s- stories being developed right now. Oh uh, yes, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think we also want. I think the Bobby Seal, the, the founder of the Black Panther movies, he's also going to be in in the in that uh, next uh, 
Let me check it's the next Aaron Sorkin movie, The Trial of Chicago 7. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about this movie. It's, uh, it's, I haven't. It's actually one of because it's basically uh, there's like a group of like seven different people that they were charged by conspiracy from inciting uh, right and other charges related to like anti-Vietnam War counter-cultural protests that took place in Chicago News on the occasion of the 1968 Democratic National Convention. Like the government, like the arrest them, they say that they are they're responsible for rights and other stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's, just, a lot of people are bringing awareness about this type of movies and especially about what our culture around the current society is happening. Well, it's good that we get movies like this too because it's, like I was saying, that, like it, with American history and the way s- things are taught, like generally we're we're getting one side, we're getting the the winning side or the curated side that they want us to see. So when you get movies like this and you you get to see the the inner workings, because people now are you know like members of the original Black Panthers, they're older and they're more willing to talk and they can kind of set the story straight. So now we're gonna get an actual like you know semi accurate portrayal of what what it was like in the very beginning. And I mean, should see like other than seeing what what the news and the government wanted us to to think about it, you know. This reminds me, like you were talking about the Central Park. Huh? You remember the the incident in Central Park where five Af- five you know, minority you know, boys they got arrested and they accused like of attacking a woman who was a jogger was jogging Central Park. Years like they they spent in jail. I mean, then later the 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 original criminal he he confessed to them like yes I I attacked the jogger. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a TV show about it. Huh? When they see us on Netflix. Yeah. 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 Exactly like that. We get to see what actually really happened from the. So. No, I mean, all the movies that are like based on a true story, like there certain things are embellished a bit because it is a movie and it needs to be appealing. Yeah. Still get the underlying. Like happened. Um, and Braveheart, because, you know, they changed a lot of stuff because that's not 100% a true story because. 9% of the film, if I'm mistaken, they changed a lot of stuff. They made it, like, fictional. Braveheart? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they gotta... <laughs> they gotta sell tickets, too, which kind of sucks, but... But that's why there are some, like, you know, documentaries that when they actually go into it, and you get to see what really happened, and you're just like, huh. All right. Uh, so, next, also, we also got... Uh, we were speaking about, you know, Netflix. Like they have made a new deal. They have renewed their deal with uh, Nickelodeon. Where they're going to be producing animated feature and television show based on Nickelodeon IPs for Netflix because they've already did uh, Rocco's Modern Life and Invader Jim like for them like some new I think specials for Netflix and now they're they're working now for The Loud House and the new TMNT show uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is a smart move. This is a really really smart move on Netflix's part to get uh, well Netflix and Nickelodeon, especially now with Disney Plus being out, and you've got one stop where you can go get all your Disney stuff, and it's not on Netflix anymore. Well, what else are people? Nickelodeon, old Nickelodeon cartoons. Like I remember watching Rocko's Modern Life. Um, Vader Zim was a little bit after me, but I've got a ton of tons of friends who are in that like these kind of cult classic shows that Nickelodeon made and now Netflix has them to kind of bring people back in and give them that nostalgia give people the nostalgia that they want mm-hmm. okay alright so then next also we also got the news about that uh, Paramount they're remaking the Richard Gere Andy Garcia movie Internal Affairs 
and also this has nothing to do with the Hong Kong movie Eternal Affairs which uh, which was little remade as The Departed Broken Productions I, I hadn't heard about this Eternal Affairs it sounds so familiar though uh, it's basically Andy Garcia he's an uh, IA you know, agent who's sent to investigate Richard Gere Oh, so so it is a little bit like the, kind of like The Departed. It's one one cop being sent to investigate a dirty, a supposed dirty cop. Uh huh. Yeah, but I think this one. I think because they don't. I don't think they. Uh, I don't know. I don't think because I've not seen the film. Because I'm thinking in this movie. I think the the original one. They I don't think they glorify you know Richard Gere's character. Yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> my, uh, I finally got smart and was reading the rest of it, but it, it'll be a really good, like, action, not action, but probably like suspense thriller drama. And it also depends on who, who are they going to hire to direct the film and also what type of direction they're going with this, with this film. It's cool. It's going to be good. Okay. And also, we were talking about Nickelodeon. We got the first trailer and title for. In the new Spongebob movie, the Spongebob movie, Sponge on the Run. I don't think you can go wrong with a Spongebob movie. There's been so many Spongebob stuff now, and it's, people love Spongebob so much. Mm-hmm. Plus the original movie with an, what, Antonio Banderas, where they come out and they all have like, superpowers and stuff. Two. That's, oh, you're right, that is the second movie. Anyways, that the movie was perfect. with uh, Hasselhoff, David Hasselhoff. Yes, yeah, okay, <laughs> I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> but like the Spongebob like it's so everybody knows Spongebob now and Nickelodeon Studios and whoever they partner with has, has already shown that they can make two really good Spongebob movies and still make it relevant you know Spongebob is Spongebob almost seems kind of like the children's version of South Park where it's the reason why it's got this huge longevity is because they play from what's happening in like you know current times and you know what's happening in the news cycle and current affairs and they, they spin it in their own little Spongebob fun way Oh, one more time drinking water. <laughs> it's all good, but I mean, it, it looks like it's gonna be great. They got a a tumbleweed voiced by uh, Keanu Reeves, so you can't go wrong with that. Uh huh. And apparently, Snoop Dogg's in the film. Snoop Dogg's in the film. Yeah, That's... he was he was on you know an episode of Jimmy Kimmel, and he was like, "Oh, are you wearing a SpongeBob?" And because yes, I'm in the new movie. He told him. <laughs> all right. And then next, also we also got the news that uh, Screen Gems they have bought a script from uh, from Andre Owens and uh, Hunting of Hill House writer Jeff Howard. Apparently, um, apparently this has been described as the pitches. And when a lost catch of Confederate gold falls into the wrong hands, an amateur crew come together to get the gold and use it to find long overdue rep- reparations. I search for this. What the movie is going to be about? The movie's title is Reparations. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. So it's just like, oh, I wonder when it's set. It's set current time. Is it set in the 90s, the early 2000s? But I, I, I like the idea. I like the idea a lot. Confederate gold. <laughs> it's got a Confederate flag stamped on it. Mm-hmm. Who's going to buy it? That's the question. Exactly. Well, it reminds unless me they, of... Uh, unless they melted something to do with it. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, First Class. X-Men First Class when he's Magneto's going around finding all the people who... Have like Nazi gold and stuff, you know? Is that teeth scene? Remember that that guy with the teeth? When he finds him, like the the guy on the bank, you know? Yeah, he pulls out his crown. Uh-huh. Okay. So because like I said, 
Um, and after that, this actually is actually the story I think you're gonna like. Nicholas Cage in Talk to Stars. Nicholas Cage in emitted drama, the unbearable weight of a massive talent. Apparently, this is gonna be good. Apparently, the story is being described as a character Nick will be playing himself with a character who's desperate to get the role in a new Tarantino movie while also dealing with a strained relationship with his teenage daughter. He, he also occasionally talks talk to an Augustal 99 version of himself who writes him for making too many crappy movies and for not being a star anymore. And uh, the cage character is also under a mountain of debt and finds himself forced to make an appearance on the birthday party of a Mexican billionaire who happens to be a fan of Cage's work and secretly hopes to show him a script on which he's been working. While he bonds with the man, Cage is informed by Say that the billionaire is actually a dark cartel kingpin who, is, who has kidnapped the daughter of a Mexican president nominee and secured by US government to get intelligence. The situation spirals even more dramatically when the Mexican brings over Cage's daughter and his ex-wife for reconciliation. And when their lives are on the line, Cage takes on the role of a lifetime. <laughs> I think this is enough of what I'm reading. Oh my god, yes, I'm reading it. I, I, I'm reading what you wrote. This is the most bonkers... This is like the, uh, what was it, Jean, uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. This is like the, the movie that uh, Amazon made with Jean-Claude Van Damme where like the whole time he's been making these crappy movies because he's been a CIA like agent killing people in all the countries he's been going to. This is bonkers. Bad shit bonkers. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, I'm reading ahead. It's like talking about the, <laughs> the billionaire who's actually a drug card. Like, this <laughs> sounds like someone sat down to write this and... Every day came in the mindset of writing something different. Like it's, what, what is going on? This sounds amazing. This sounds so. Yeah. Gotta watch this now. Like Nicholas Cage playing Nicholas Cage. Like, <laughs> this is the, it's a wild it's a wild world we live in. Uh, Yaz, it's a wild world we live in. Where, where? All what I'm seeing when I read this because I read it, I was like, my dear, make this the number one news instead of Beverly Hills Cop. It's just so crazy. It reminds me of uh, of Tropic Thunder. Because remember at the end, they win an Academy Award uh, uh, based off a documentary of a movie that was being made? Like it, this, this is what that sounds like, where it's like... And the fact that it's basically Nicolas Cage starring in a show where everyone's roasting him for being himself. So it's like, I just... It's going to be so good. Uh, There's no way this is bad. There's yeah, no way. Yeah. Even if it is bad, it's going to be good. Because it'll be so bad. Like there's, apparently, it is actually it Lionsgate wanted again beat it against HBO Max and Paramount. Yeah, this is. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> and then watch this. Yes, <laughs> and I miss Nicolas Cage. You know that. <laughs> I miss yeah original like OP Nicolas Cage back in the '90s when he was making all those where he was like a heartthrob and then he just started making. Action movie, like just downfall was was his actual money spending because then it forced him to be in all these like dumb movies and and kind of have no choice but to keep acting like relentlessly. Whereas you have someone like um who didn't waste his money on dumb stuff. He just likes to be in movies, you know. But it's it's funny to see that parallel where Samuel Jackson loves to be in movies, so he's in a lot of movies. <laughs> Nicolas Cage needs money, so he's in a lot of movies, you know. And also, because, you know, people were like, I think, I think the same thing happened to Wesley Snipes because he got arrested for evading taxes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And now he's back with yeah, Joe and, 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 and he's going to be in Coming to America too. 
And he was in uh, the Expendables movies. I think he, he was in like the third one or the second one. One he of those two. He was supposed to play the Terry Crews role, but because he wasn't, he had to he had to go to jail because of the tax evasion. Decrease a character for him in the third movie. <laughs> it's so bonkers. Mm-hmm. It's like that Nicolas Cage story is just insane. <laughs> And then next news is that uh, we got Dara. He confirmed that uh, Black Panther, uh, Joker cinematographer Larry Sher, he'll be shooting Black Adam. So basically, uh, it will begin this. Uh, like Collider, they interviewed like the cinematographer uh, Larry Sher and the composer, uh, composer of the film. Uh, my name, I don't know how to mispronounce. It's actually European name. They were, he was talking about them, and, and during the interview, he asked them, "What do you guys have next? Uh, f- was working on?" Uh, Larry, he said that oh, I'm working on a DC film. He didn't tell him exactly what movie. He said this all I, I can say. Then later, like after this article got posted online, Darak and he tweeted, oh yeah, he's working on Black Adam. Black Adam's gonna be really good. I'm really excited for that, especially with um, you know what they did with Shazam. It sounds like uh, they like Black Adam's gonna, you know, like he did he, tease him. When he but, gets but it's the gonna be cool. He tells him like we had the one, but he betrayed us. Well, it sounds like it's going to be the polar opposite of Shazam, which is mm. kind of cool, you know? Like, they're each going to get their own film, and they're going to be very very much opposite to each other, and then eventually the two meet. Because originally he was supposed Johnson. to be in Shazam, but then it's like, then let's separate them. And I'm glad they yeah, did. Yeah, it makes total sense. I feel like better if they build him up. Well, yeah, Black Adam is a really good, like, he's very much an anti-hero. Like, he's, mm. he's a bad guy in the DC Universe, but he's not a bad guy in the, you know, the city who he... He's extreme. I think it's going to be a really good movie, and it's going to be really cool to see The Rock play him because The Rock actually fits that, like that look. You know, he actually looks like Black Adam. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Also, people who are wondering who's going to be directing the film, it's actually the director of um, who did Liam Neeson movies, uh, Unknown, Nonstop, Run All Night, and The Commuter. I think his name is. If I'm not mistaken. Let me check. He also did The Shallow with the shark movie with Blake Lively. Uh, yeah, Guam Colette Serra. That's his name. He's a Spanish director. He'll be doing like a. He already worked with Darak on Jungle Cruise, and he'll be doing um, Black Adam. It's cool to see, like DC finally hitting their stride on like their movies and their decisions. And it's cool that they've, you know, the, the whole Black Adam movie is supposed to be done a while ago, and it's kind of been in limbo. But it's cool to see that they've like, apparently Darak. I think they still committed to it. Check. He's been attached to this project for I think ten years, if I'm not mistaken. Let me black out and black. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Let's take a bit in September 2014, after being considered to play Chazam and Lobo, Dwayne Johnson was cast as Black Adam. I think Black Adam's better for him. I, I don't think Lobo would have been yeah. good for him. I don't think he's got the the personality to play Lobo. He could have been a good Lobo on Jason Momoa. Been a good Actually, Lobo. Momoa would have been a would have been a great oh, Jason great Lobo. Momoa. I always mispronounce his last name. I think hmm? when, if you Momoa. Like, yes, I think I said Momoa instead of Momoa. <laughs> I I think you got it. I mean, it's it's right enough. <laughs> because, because if I think if you listen to my, I think uh, my, I did an old show called The Good Slash Bad Time at the movies. If you listen to it, 
You'll hear me saying, I think, his name, last name also wrong. But look at me, you I also it wrong? Yeah, also. Because I also mispronounce, mis- sometimes I mispronounce other people. So when I say it's like, I apologize, I also apologize in my, my in show. If I mispronounce other people's name. Yeah. I, I think that's one people can forgive you for, Momoa. All right. Uh, so if I'm not speaking now, we stay now with this with WB news. Uh, the HBO Max is working on a Friends reunion special. This one kind of kind of sells itself on that one. I think everyone would love to see a Friends reunion special, like not something where it's just them sitting there. What from what I heard about this, it was going to be them just like talking about Friends, kind of like when they do or groups of actors about stuff. Like Parks and Rec did this, I think. Uh, like five years after it ended or 10 years or whatever. I don't think it's been 10 years, but where they all got together and just talked about the show. I hope they do an actual episode and then also give us some sort of a Q and like a, a panel, like what they're talking yeah. about the show. Yeah. Like they could totally do this live. I mean, friends was filmed, you know, in front of a live studio audience so they could give everybody like an hour long friends sort of reunion show. And, and then if they filmed this you know, one, this, this special live match, imagine how many people will fight to get to be in the you know, live to see it. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people who want to see that. Yes. And then afterwards, you know, do a Q&A, which they record as well. And yeah. then you release the Q&A separately, you know? Because that's what they did. Um, Netflix did with uh, When They See Us. But they released the like, miniseries. Then after that, they released like a, a special where Oprah hosted a panel with the actors and the actual, you know, men who went to jail mm-hmm. and also speak about friends uh, yesterday when I was at this at the slop stream land of 10k games uh, I asked them what are you guys what are you guys told on this news that they're doing being news all of them was like nah <laughs> <laughs> they're not interested that's okay okay next uh, now we got another adaptation of Sin City this time it's going to be a TV show so basically, Legendary has made a deal with Frank Miller to turn his his you know, his his, gra- his graphic novels as Sin City into a TV show. Now they're also saying that they're hearing that Robert Rodriguez doesn't talk with them, but there's still no formal deal has happened between Rodriguez to sign up to this to be attached to this project. We got. I mean, this should do well. I don't uh, so. We, I mean, with the resurgence of kind of like comic book shows, like I feel like a lot of people are trying to run off the that the boys made. You know, like the boys was something really niche and not a lot of people expected, and it came out and you know it's been critically acclaimed. And it just seems like everybody's kind of trying to get book series now to do a show on like t- Titans as well. Titans is what has on a second season, maybe first season, but kind of got these niche darker comic series that you can adapt. Mm-hmm. We got the Watcher series on HBO. So, I mean, I if they do it right, it'll be awesome. It? I haven't watched it, but I've heard I've heard a ton of good about it. I've heard apparently, it's really good. It's actually, a, it's based more of the graphic novel than the movie because apparently the movie, they changed the ending in the graphic yes. novel. That's what I heard because I know there's, I don't want to spoil because something happens in the TV show was actually just because it's actually you might get confused if you have seen the movie because it because I don't want to spoil it because I you know what that's escape because I don't want to spoil the 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 Watchmen for it. But you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, right? I think you heard it. 
yeah, I, I think so. With, with you're talking about with the Watchmen series. Yes, I don't want to spoil because I don't want. I don't know if someone might be watching right now because I don't want to spoil it for them. Yeah, we probably shouldn't spoil it because it's relatively new. If it was something like like the boys and had already been out for a bit, then that'd probably be different, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so next uh, we stick with all the <laughs> what you're talking about the boys and the Amazon. Uh, the Amazon has picked up the series that the peripheral, which is being developed, has been coming from uh, the creators of Westworld, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. It's based on a. Uh, I'm taking a look at that. It's based on a bestselling novel by William Gibson. He's the guy who wrote Neuromancer. And apparently, okay. uh, it's actually the this book focused on Flynn Fisher, a woman trying to hold together the pieces of her broken family in a forgotten corner of tomorrow's America. Flynn is smart, ambitious, and doomed. She has no future until the future comes calling for her. I think it has time traveling because I have not read this book. Because I don't yeah, have maybe. They're it, it, not giving us much to go on with that with that explanation, you know? And also, it's this is actually a sci-fi unit show. And I know, like, Jeff Bissell, he's a big sci-fi guy. I mean, he just, you know, he, he resurrected, he revived him with the Expanse from sci-fi. Oh, the Expanse. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, this is actually about this book because I'm happy to see more sci-fi stuff happening. Yeah, it's hard for to get good sci-fi though, so hopefully they, they they can do it right. But one of my favorite sci-fi movies happens to be like a, <laughs> a like a lovey-dovey movie with the lake house. The lake house. With, uh, Keanu Reeves and, and Sandra Bullock um, That's a sci-fi has an. Movie? Am- it's got a sci-fi twist with time travel in it, with. Uh, this particular mailbox them being able to send letters to each other and they're like they're five years mm-hmm. apart so it's i would watch it it's a, i think the, the lake house is a really good movie it's got a cool twist a cool idea well because i was i only i only seen the poster for it and i thought it was just a rom-com i know there's sci-fi in it mm-hmm and then also next, also we also got the news that Apple is developing a TV, a, a spy TV show starring Gary Oldman. And apparently, this actually his, his first, you know, uh, his first like TV show where he's actually a lead. Because if I remember, he did guest star in some TV show, most notably I think he was in Friends, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see Gary Oldman. Yeah, I think he was in an episode where the wedding of Rachel and what was his name? Uh, the guy who, not Rachel, um, the guy who marries Monica. Yeah, uh, Chandler. Yeah, Chandler. Because remember, Joey, he goes to make a war movie and he comes to the wedding dressed in a soldier uniform. He was filming a movie, I think, with <laughs> Gary Oldman, if you remember. Yeah, that's funny. Gary Oldman's awesome. He, he's such an amazing actor. So yeah. this, and it's an espionage drama, which should be even better. So he is actually, he was in Friends. He, he, like I mentioned, he wasn't that actor. That's funny. Yeah. So basically, this TV show that Apple's developing is being exact, is basically, it's basically called Slow Horses. It's basically about like a t- uh, focus on a team of British and uh, spies who are actually serving the dumping ground department of MI5. Uh, uh, but basically, uh, Gary Oldman is playing the leader of that team. Okay, sounds sounds interesting. I like that Apple's getting in on the. I mean, I know Apple's kind of done some. Everybody's trying to get in on that. There are Apple TV Plus TV shows like, I think it's on now, C and uh, The Morning Show for All Mankind. Everybody's trying to get a piece of that TV pie, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And like the, the traditional is coming from the, uh, the executive producer Graham Mills. He's actually the guy who wrote Speed and created Justify for FX. Let's see what else. Yeah, this is going to be great. I mean, he also worked on Band of Brothers. Also, he's worked on Band of Brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so anyhow, after that, uh, the next news we got is uh, uh, the news that uh, Regina Hall is going to executive produce and start in a new TV show for um, for a project for uh, um, Amazon. It's called Master. And so basically, Regina uh, Hall is from The Office and Parks and Rec, right? No, Regina Hall. She's actually uh, the actress uh, from uh, Girlstrip and Girlstrip, like, and she was in. If I'm mistaken, besides Gipsy, what else did I know her? She was... The, oh, yes, yeah. A scary movie. She was in Scary Movie. Scary Movie. movie. I said Scary Movie. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm with you now. I'm thinking of... Uh, I was thinking of uh, uh, Regina Jones. Uh, that's Rashida Jones, if I'm mistaken. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Rashida Jones. I'm thinking of, of, of Rashida Jones, yeah. who was in... Uh, uh, no, Regina Hall. I know who this is. Regina Hall's awesome. I mean, a lot of the stuff I've I've only really ever seen her in was... Has been like funny movies, like scary movie and I mean, she's funny type movies. She's comedy movies. So basically, the story. But it's cool. She's done this Sorry, like, yes. a movie. That's okay. A new movie uh, like called "Support the Girls," which is getting really positive reviews for her performance. And also, this movie's—I mean, this TV show is not a movie. Sorry, guys. The, wait, is this a movie? Oh, is this a movie of my my idea? So I thought it was actually, you know. Uh, uh, so it was a TV show. So basically, the film will follow two African American women at a predominantly white college in Massachusetts. One head of students, aka master, and one a freshman who start to experience hunting activities ingrained in the history of the school. So basically, Hall will be playing the girl Bishop, the queer black master of the Bolivar House of Ancaster Liberal Arts College outside of Boston. Such a weird mix. Like I was reading it, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's a it's a drama about racial tensions and and whatnot. And, but then they're like, <laughs> well, students and faculty are haunted by sinister supernatural forces. I'm like, well, that took a turn I wasn't expecting. It's a it's a <laughs> like, local drama. Thought it was going to be more uh, along the lines of, of of like a drama based off racial tensions and you know like divides and stuff. <laughs> but they're adding the the whole supernatural forces thing into it, which. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and also, like I said, I apologize. I thought that was actually a TV show and news, but I didn't read it very well. It turned out to be like a movie. Mm-hmm. Because I saw executive producer. Most of when I see executive producer, I think of, oh, it's a TV show. Yeah. Okay. And so, let's speak about actors that are really in a TV show. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, she's going to start a limited series for Fox called Sometimes I Lie. So basically, uh, in this series, uh, she's actually a woman who's actually in a coma. She can't remember how she got there, but she knows it wasn't an accident. Terrified and trapped in her own body, she tries to piece together her memories of the, of the last week. With a husband who no longer loves her, his a sister hiding a ginger secret, and an ex-boyfriend who can't let go of her. She knows that Amber knows someone is lying and that her life is still very much in danger. The show will alternate between the prison a week before her accident and series of childhood diaries from 20 years ago. How is... So, she's... <laughs> she's in a coma, 
Uh-huh. She can't move. I'm trying to piece together. I think her memories, like, she's, you can see it, it goes through her memories. It's, maybe she's, you can see, like, it will almost be flashback to most of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so when we see her in current day, she's just going to be laying in a hospital bed. And then she's, how's she going to stop someone from killing her? She's in a coma. Maybe through her past, it's like, she, she suspects, like, someone, like, he's doing this. I don't know. We, okay. we have to wait and see the show before we find out. <laughs> Okay, so next also we gotta talk about some news about there's some news about people who may, who have signed a deal with with TV shows and productions, like the first one we got Chris Morgan who who's the writer for the Fast and Furious movie, has signed a deal a three year deal with Sony Picture Television to develop series aimed at broadcast, cable, and streaming. Now they announced that he has some projects in development, including like the the sci-fi drama Half Life and. Uh, and the dark comedy The Ripley's. He also he also has done two other season development like The Family Upstairs and If I Die Tonight. The Family Upstairs been told the story of three single families living in a house with the dark with the darkest of secrets. And If I Die Tonight is about family ties and dark secrets, and the lens will go to protect ourselves. Seems to be a pattern there, and it all lies around dark secrets. <laughs> I mean, this guy was supposed. Chris Morgan was supposed to be one of the guys who spearheaded like the dark universe for, for the for the universe. Then he discredited because the mummy bombed. Oh, I thought the mummy was a good movie. I didn't think the mummy was that bad. I know it wasn't a good movie. Like I saw, I thought it was okay. It was, I think, one of the week the one. I think the worst. I think Tom Cruise movie I have seen in years. Yeah, it had a good twist to it. Like. I think that for an action film, what it was, it was great. It was kind of this adventure action film. Like you go in there, like the Expendables. Nobody goes to watch the Expendables for the story. Like you go in there to watch this unabashed action movie. That is what it is, you know. Yeah, and also they were trying to build the universe. Because like, oh, we want to make this, 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 then this bomb, and everything fell. Now they're they're doing the Invisible Man. Did you saw this Invisible Man trailer? Done with Elizabeth Moss. Yes. What did you thought yes, of it? Yes, it looks, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Yep. It's also it's, it's they, low they budget. Are, Don't spend yes, a hundred million well, dollars are, like this, like the mummy did. It's amazing that they already like. I mean, they gave us the blunt of what the movie is in that trailer, but it's not really like the story isn't what's exciting me. It's like watching it unfold. You know, mm-hmm. good trailer. Like that was so intense. And also, the director did tweet. It's like not everything is shown in the movies. Not everything got spoiled. Yeah, well, I mean, we know he's invisible and he's following her, and it's gonna be cool to see. I don't know. I don't know who I was. Oh, so I was like, well, that. what if it actually turns out to be the? What if the wish that you didn't show it, like he's invisible? Maybe the whole thing she's imagining. Someone was like, the movie's called The Invisible Man. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, they could go psychological on that, and, like, he's just never there. It's just, like, maybe she's got multiple personalities, you know? I feel like this, this <laughs> Invisible Man movie is going to be a bad version of, of Hello Man. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, you're not wrong. But Hollow Man was pretty scary, too. Good old Kevin Bacon. Did you see there was a little bit some also campy as they say that the film was also was? But I remember it very well. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and then after that, speaking about another person who made a deal, uh, the affair co-creator Sarah Trim, she has signed a, a deal with uh, Fox 21 Television Studios, like, to make, like, you know, like I said, to, to develop and produce and obviously TV shows for them. Because now she apparently, um, she, she just uh, ended, like, the affair after five seasons, and now she's developing a TV show for a short time about Heidi Lamar, which is going to star Gal Gadot in it. Ooh, like, Gal Gadot is an amazing actress. And also, speaking about Gal Gadot, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, today, I think she tweeted, like, uh, if I'm not mistaken... Um, a, a cider cut, release the cider cut. Yes, there's this photo, so I'm not talking about it because... Guys, I mean, I'm only going to believe the Snyder Cut when it does come out. Nothing now exactly. proves that it's happening. Exactly. Everyone wants that Snyder Cut. Uh-huh. Okay. And after another person also got signed a deal, uh, it's actually the, the writer of the Jungle Book and the creator of Counterpart, Justin Marks. He has signed also a deal for, for developing content for FX. Now, besides oh, also, right. he also wrote this, right? He also wrote recent... Uh, Top Gun Maverick of the, that's coming out. It's kind of wild though, like how people just get picked up by on the basis of like, okay, um, we're gonna pay you a lot of money, develop something, and I mean, maybe they have a pitch, maybe they don't, but <laughs> whatever. Was I see stuff like a this, good I'm TV on. show because I've only seen half of the first season because the stars canceled after the first, after the second season, but it was a good TV show. It's yeah. Basically. Counterpart basically is a spy like it's a spy drama where basically drama thread with J.K. Simmons. He's actually a guy who works at the for a spy agency in Europe. Then he gets called to come to the agent and he finds out that there's another universe and there's in the, in the agent there's a there, there's a pole that turns him to another alternate universe where his 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 double kangaroo basically is a spy. Mm-hmm. This is what this movie is about. The TV show is about. Uh, nice. Mm. Looking at it, there's a whole group of stuff that guy's written mm. or had had part in writing. Yeah, because like I said, he also wrote Top Gun Maverick. But last time I heard, they brought Christopher McCoy to rewrite the, the to be more involved with the script. Yeah. And then also speaking about uh, some, we talked about some renewals. Uh, Brooklyn Nine 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 before like the premiere of season seven, they got renewed for season eight. Cool. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is an awesome show. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also great because if you remember, uh, it got canceled, I think, before, I think, season, after season five, it got canceled, was originally at Fox. Then NBC is like, we'll pick it up. Which was smart. It's it, it, Just because it didn't do well on Fox doesn't mean it wouldn't do well somewhere else. But, I mean, NBC has a audience, I feel, so... But it's obviously thriving going into season eight, right? And also, the show was being developed by Universal, who was also the sister company of you know NBC. Mm-hmm. And also, NBC, I think, is most of them. I think they do, do, do stuff with their comedies well. All right, and then after that, we also got a, a new, uh, other renewal news. Uh, the legal drama show Goliath has been renewed for a fourth and a final season for for fourth and final season for, at Amazon. Basically, it's focused on about the lawyer who's played by Billy Bob Thornton, who actually, in this season, you see him like he's defending, he's going 
in a court against or defending someone. Mm-hmm. Because last season, if I'm not mistaken, he went after a, 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 like a billionaire who's played, I think, by Dennis Quid. Nice. There's an Washington player. That's a good. It's an Amazon. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Love that shit. I love Billy Bob Thornton. So in next also we got some two renewal news for two streaming service. First one's for Netflix. Uh, they renewed The Witcher for season two before like the premiere of season one. And then we also got the news that Titans got renewed for season three to be premiered on 2020. And uh, I need to watch. I, I, I kind of want to pick up the DC streaming service just so I, for the free trial so I can binge through the first two seasons. But Titan seems to be the show that's getting better and better with time. I mean, it's actually available on Netflix you, internationally, the Titans. But it's not, like, American-based on Netflix? No, that's in DC Universe. Like how, you know, Star Trek Discovery? If you're in the US, you have to watch on the CBS All Access app. For international, oh, oh, you have to you. watch it on Netflix. Because for the Picard, you know, they do it something similar but different. For the international, mm-hmm. you have to be an Amazon Prime subscriber to see Picard. <clears throat> well, Titans looks... I, I'm excited to get into season three. I'll, I watch a lot of clips from Titans, uh, like in my downtime at work, and it looks like it's just getting better and better with time. Like, as they're introducing more more superheroes, more characters, and kind of, like, rounding out that team. Mm. It, it kind of reminds me of a darker, grittier, like, Legends of Tomorrow. Mm. I guess... And then... And then it's The Witcher always... 2 getting renewed. Sorry, yeah, it's good. Let's say, go ahead, go ahead. You talk about The Witcher 2? Witcher, I mean, season yeah, 2. Yeah, I was going to say, The Witcher season 1 must, like, we talked about this a little bit before we actually started, but it, it must be that good where Netflix was like, you already have a season 2. Like, which, it makes sense that they would, if Netflix liked it and it well with focus groups it would make sense that Netflix would already want to renew it for season 2 and get that started while everybody's watching season 1 you know mm-hmm. and also they have to spend get, this is actually a big budget for a TV show if you look at I think the trailers they have to, they have to I think maybe they're getting focused like we need to recoup our budget maybe one of the reason yeah is to renew it kind of kind of Games of Throne like style production uh huh I said it's Games of Throne Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game, of Thrones. Game. Game of Thrones. Maybe that's one of the spin-offs that the, the, the HBO is developing. Games of Thrones. Yeah, Games of Thrones. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said that so wrong. All right. Okay, now before now we yeah. move on to talk about the cast news, we'll be taking a few uh, minutes break, then we'll be coming back. And we're back, guys, from our break. Now, after we talked about the, the news, we're going to be talking about some casting news. Now I think we should begin. Uh, we we'll talk about casting the first one, which I think like I think everybody who's busy in the gaming artists are talking about, which mostly has been scratching their head. They're like, "What?" And I'm pretty sure the only person I think who's excited about this news is Nick Scarpini, because boy, does Nick like this news. Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> aka Marky Mark, will be playing Sully in the Uncharted movie. So he's Sully is like the. So I've never played the Uncharted games. I know very little about them, and I want to apologize about that now. But Sully is his, his is uh, like the mentor figure, right? Yes, yes, he's the mentor. The, the guy you see him like the old man. Like he looks like an a J.K. Simmons. He even sounds like Southern accent. 
And also, one thing I should yeah. point out, Mark Wahlberg, when he was originally first developed the film, he was supposed to play Drake, Nathan Drake, the lead. And then they went for the younger... Yes. For the, 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 the story more telling younger Nathan Drake's story, right? Yes. Well, maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Like, listen, Mark Wahlberg in movies other than, like, The Departed... Like it's it's hit or miss, you know. <laughs> I feel like you either love him or you hate him in whatever movie he's in. There's really no what in between. What do you think of Daddy's so... Home? I never even gave it a chance. I you should watch it <laughs> if you want to be on Nick Scott. If you're on a good side, watch this movie and say it's good. Daddy's Home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never Daddy's Home, but I think the last Mark Wahlberg movie I watched was the the first the first Transformers movie he was in, oh, and that God. movie was hot garbage. Hot gave, garbage. I ne- no, I've thought my experience in a movie. I've only got one time. I only saw one movie that gave me a headache. And please, again, guess what? That was the movie? Mean? Yes, that was this movie. <laughs> it was just a horrible movie. It was and a that, horrible movie. And that beer ad scene. Remember that where he takes a, a guy, he fights with a guy, then he grabs a beer, and then he drinks it? Yeah, it's just, it's just a bad movie. Okay. <laughs> it's just a bad, like an overall bad, there's... I don't know anybody who watches that movie and goes, that was a really good movie. Look, the only bright thing about this movie, because mostly because I know the, the actors are good, Tom Holland and him, Mark Wahlberg, but yeah. I don't trust the, 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 the... I think it's mostly the studio and the producer. I don't think that I trust them very well. Like, if people are leaving and stuff, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. But the only bright thing I know is because the current director they have attached to this movie is Travis Knight, and he's the guy who did Cuba and the Two Strings and the new Bumblebee movie. Oh, Kubo and the Two Strings is so good. And you should watch Bumblebee. I know you hated the other Transformers movie, but trust me, you watch this movie Bumblebee, and you're like, God, why isn't this movie the first Transformers movie they made? Yeah, I heard Bumblebee was really good. I mean, I haven't seen it, but it's good. I did I mean, hear from a lot of friends, especially online it and like made in real more life. Money. In fact, because it opened against Aquaman and Spider Verse, also Spider Verse didn't do a lot of money, but they're getting a sequel. Where's the Bumblebee sequel? I think it's. I think everybody was so burnt out on Transformers. I, mean, I don't blame that, them. I don't blame them because five bad Transformers movies and they got burnt. Even people say like the reason this movie won, the reason it didn't do well is because people got burnt by the Transformers movie. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll remedy that. It's probably listen. If it was critically acclaimed, it's probably going to get a sequel, most likely. Regardless of they were saying of that how, they're in how, target doing a sequel, but the problem is. He's now it's attached. Travis Knight is doing this Uncharted movie, and he's also doing a six million. I mean, let me correct it. The six million dollar man movie that also has Mark Wahlberg in it. This next one, though, this next casting news. Yeah, it is. Now let's talk I'm about the, uh, the Batman. So last week we we talked about there's going to be like talks. Andy Serkis is going to be playing Alfred, and what happened this week? Uh, what's his? Uh, Matt Reeves, the director of the film, confirmed on Twitter. Yes, he's playing Alfred. And then we also got the news that uh, a, a new comedy actress, uh, Jamie Lawson, she's been cast in the movie. I didn't say who she's playing. Now, people, because, you know, the actress, Jamie Lawson, she's African-American. People are expecting that she might be Barbara Gordon because Jeffrey Wright is playing Commissioner Gordon in the film. Who's also Ooh, African-American. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All the, all the castings for this, for this new yeah. Batman movie, I have been 100% for. Yeah. I think Robert all I say is that thank God they did. they're not casting Josh Gad as the Penguin because they're, they're going with Colin Firth. 
Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Colin Farrell in... Do you remember him in uh, the Fantastic Beast movies, the very first one? Yes, the first. He was good in it. And he was also good in the movie. I don't know if you... Right? Did you saw the the movie about the making of the Mary Poppins movie? Uh, Saving Mr. Banks? He was great as the, uh-uh. as the father in this film. Well, I, I like that we're going to get a, like, sexy, sleek penguin. You know? Like, we're kind of getting... Kind of like with, uh, with Gotham. Gotham gave us... So the and penguin in Gotham games. wasn't like... Remember, he wasn't like you know fat in the Tilda games. I'm very looking penguin, but with Colin Farrell playing it, it's gonna be. Dude, that guy, that... everybody in this movie so far just has all the acting chops. And also, Andy Serkis as... as Alfred sounds so great. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's like, wonder if he's gonna be also some sarcastic and have funny moments because I know he's also gonna be Alfred's also like he's the guy who raised Batman. It's also funny sometimes when he says the joke. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm really excited about that casting. Yeah, Paul Dano as the the Riddler, Robert Pattinson. Despite what you people think about him from the Twilight movie, he's a good actor, and also he's playing Batman. I'm happy for him because he's getting a chance. Like I was happy that Kristen Stewart wasn't Charlie's Angel when she was yeah. good in that movie. And you also got Zoe Kravitz. She's yeah, she's playing Catwoman. And also, I don't know if you know Zoe Kravitz. Do you know who her stepfather is? Her stepfather? Yes. Uh-uh. Aquaman. <laughs> no, yes, wait. He, yes, yes, her father. Uh, oh, yeah, father yes, is yeah, yeah. Jason, uh, what was it again? No, I think she's married to Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, her mother, Lisa Bonnet, she's the, she's the daughter from uh, the Bill Cosby show. Yes. Her yeah, father, I think, is Lenny Kravitz. Jason, Jason, my mother is her stepfather. He did congratulate her on, on, you know, on Instagram when she got cast. Yeah. Well, now, now because now they're saying that they want to know who's going to be playing Harvey Dent. That's the rumor. This is the talk they're saying because there's a rumor that it's going to be McConaughey, but it's not being confirmed by multiple website. Uh, Justin Crow, who works for Variety, he tweeted that he's hearing that an actor from Succession is being eyed for the role of Harvey Dent. Say he's hearing, but he doesn't have specifically who. It's awesome that we're getting this kind of gambit of a bunch of Batman, you know, like enemies, nemesis, and stuff like that. So it'd be nice. All right. And then next, also, we also got the news that we finally got our Prince Eric for the Little Mermaid movie. Uh, up and comer actor Jonah Howard King has been cast as Prince Eric. And also, one thing, um, do you watch a crypt? Did you, did you know the, the actor Cameron Cuff, who was in Krypton, who's also kind of funny, best friend? Mm. He was also one of the actors that was considered for the role. Okay. Oh, he was, yeah, Krypton. I know what you're talking about now. Uh, yes. Yes. Because he was also in RTX London, one of the panel. We came with the kind of funny, with Greg, and he was on the panel with him. He would have been a good casting for that. He, he looks like he could be Prince Eric as well. Mm. Yeah. Because then next also we got the news that there's actually a new adaptation of Macbeth that comes from uh, one of the Coen brothers, Joel Coen, who's actually, this going to be his first time directing a movie without his brother. They've casted uh, Brandon Gleeson as the king, King Duncan. And this this new adaptation, Denzel Washington apparently will be playing uh, Macbeth, while Francis McDormand will be playing his wife, Lady Macbeth. I'm I'm not too familiar with the story of Macbeth. I know it's classics, 
classic Shakespeare, but it was just something that never grabbed me growing up. But that's cool to kill like the king so that he can become a king after they hear like some whispers telling her husband Macbeth that he's going to become a king. Then you see him like he's turning to madness. Uh-huh. He starts killing anyone who's whom believes that he's going to dethrone him to, to stop him from becoming the king. This was the story is about Missing Macbeth. Ah, okay. Yeah. There was, I think, if you want to watch a good Macbeth, there's a recent what happened with Michael Fassbender called Macbeth. You should check it out. I think it's available on Amazon if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, I, like, I, I do like Michael Fassbender or Fassbinder. Michael Fassbinder. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then next also we also got um, a new um, a casting of Alexander Skarka, the actor from Big Little Lights. He's going to he's going to join uh, Tessa Thompson and Ruth Naga and Andre Holland in in the movie Passing, which tells about two African American women, each of whom can pass as white but choose to live on the opposite side of the color line in 1928 Harlem. And this film is actually has been directed by director and of actress uh, Rebecca Hall. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Because then the next one, Texas, I think movie I'm excited about. It's a Taika Waititi movie. Next goal wins. They announced some. They have casting announcement. Uh, this movie that he's doing is actually is about. Uh, is a bit. <clears throat> sorry, is it based on a true story about an American Samoan soccer team who actually, who actually who with the help of a coach who's played by Michael Fassbender, they turn from a, like a losing team into like international you know, super. Superstar soccer team. Taika Waititi is making his writing and directing the film, and will star like I said, Michael Fassbender, the coach, and Elizabeth Moth. Now they even announced that the list of the cast—they're all like consist of actors who are actually Samoan heritage actors. Like you got mm-hmm. Oscar Knightley, David Finn. Uh, I'm gonna mispronounce some of the uh, actors' names, so I apologize in advance. Bolua Cole, Lihi Felipe Balanji, Simo Filippo, Yuli Latikifu, Richard House. And this last one, uh, Kaimana, is actually a, a non-binary um, person. Uh, and one thing I should mention, when you talk about non-binary person, they prefer to to wear the plural pronouns, like they, them. Now, uh, Kaimana, uh, they casted them as like the first non- uh, as Jailas Salom, the first non-binary player to compete in the men's FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that person right now. I'll see what they look like. Uh, also, this sounds great, and it's Kamin Taki Waiki. Uh, Kamin is also one thing I should mention. is It's the first time uh, actors. Like, I don't know if you can consider the actor because it's done. Then by then by this actually is this this their first I their acting debut. I think this movie. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm actually you know we've been using um the non-binary pronoun, so I might mispronounce some of the pronouns. I might say he she instead of they them. So I apologize. If I mispronounce the pronouns, guys. It looks like it's gonna be good. Uh-huh. What, uh, Taiki Waititi or Taika Waititi? Yeah, he's he he's uh, Taiki Waititi does amazing work, and I'm sure it'll have a it'll have a good it'll have good humor to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he worked with some of the actors. Because if you know, two of the actors were on when his previous movie Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, because uh, that's right up his alley. Because he's from New Zealand as well. He's Kiwi as well. Uh-huh. So this will be like him making a movie. It's almost kind of like uh, one of those stories kind of like Cool Runnings, you know? Oh, yes. This one reminds me. That, 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 no, everybody kind of like passes off and 
they end up you know, Jamaican getting team better. Jamaican team goes sliding to and something and ice because you wouldn't Jamaican South Africa's country would think going to, uh, to this type of competition. Exactly. So I'm getting some cool running vibes from that, but that should be a good movie. Okay. And then next we also got that, this movie Deep Water. Actually, they announced the casting of Dash Mihawk, Lil R- Ryle Howery. Uh, he's the actor from Get Out. So it's like uh, them, the best friend who works for the airport security. Jacob mm-hmm. Elordi from Euphoria, Kristen Conley from House of Cards, and you also got Jay Fernandez from Little. They joined the, the movie Deep Water. Now this movie is actually a neurotic thriller. It stars Ben Affleck and the and Blade Runner twenty forty nine actress Annette De Armas. Uh, she's the actress who plays Joy, the hologram, in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. They play basically a married couple who actually decide like to go like they have an open relationship, but things do not go as the um, as planned. And this film is actually is actually the directed by the guy who did Fatal Attraction and Faithful, Adrian Lyne. He did not direct mm-hmm. the movie since 2002. This is like his first movie since 2002, Film and Faithful. It does it definitely has a Fatal Attraction vibe to that. Mm-hmm. This is actually his will of the erotic thrillers. Yeah. Kind of reminds you a little bit of like possibly War of the Roses as well with uh, Michael Keaton. Not Michael Keaton, I'm sorry. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, uh, Kathleen uh, Turner, and what's his name? Uh, Danny DeVito, right? Uh, I don't remember if DeVito was in it, but I mean, like, he was the, the director way they, of the film, the... also. I don't know if I remember. Okay. The way this is explained, though, it makes it kind of sound like an erotic thriller. But yeah, that's probably the best way to that's the best way to, de- to define it, man. Like, <laughs> I can't say it any better than that. Yaz, you're killing it. Oh, the erotic thriller? That sounds exactly what it is. You know? I, I can't. Uh, maybe it's because I've the most. I think people. If you guys want to watch exactly, is like the erotic. Th- also, by the way, War of the Roses it does has Dan DeVito in it. Okay. And erotic thriller. When people mostly when you think of erotic thriller, do you think of basic instant? Yes. Yes, definitely. And I'm not talking about the interrogation scene. <laughs> no, but yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. That, that basic instinct vibe. <laughs> oh god. Okay, and then next we also got a movie called An Quiet Life. It's actually a biopic film that focuses on the life of actress Patricia Neal and and her husband uh, Arthur Roald Dahl, who actually wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So they announced that uh, Kelly Hughes, who who was recently in the Netflix show Bodyguard, she's been cast mm-hmm. as Patricia Neal. Nice. And if you're wondering who's playing Roald Dahl, that's Hugh Bonneville. He's actually the actor from Downton Abbey, and he played, I think, the uh-huh. father in Paddington. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Also, one thing I should find fact that was for the gaming audience, Kelly Hughes, she was the the previous voice of Tomb Raider before uh, the current taxes took over the role, before the reboot. Uh-huh. Okay. And then also another casting news, we got the news that... Uh, the American Crime Story season three, the for the impeachment, uh, was focused on the uh, Clinton, Lewis, Monica Lewinsky scandal during the Clinton presidency, and, uh, and they tried to impeach uh, Bill Clinton. They announced that Clive Owen will be playing Bill Clinton in the TV show. <laughs> Clive Owen playing Bill Clinton. And if you look at the photo, you can see him a little bit. Looks like Clive uh, Bill Clinton. This is fun. He doesn't even. Really, I'll have to see the makeup and stuff. Clive Owen. Let's take a look at it real quick. 
Because you know, because you know, because you know, a lot of people were not happy with what's his name, Cuba Gooding Jr. as OJ and People versus OJ. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. And then next news, uh, we got the news that Carnival Row season two. They have casted a uh, Daredevil season three actor Jay Ali in the role of Kane. I was a fair ally with the with a, with a, like a Black Raven criminal gang. So basically, this 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 TV show is come on Amazon. It's actually is about like you know fairies and real wolf and it's and a bit and uh, I don't know. I don't have not seen the show. It's basically it involves like fantasy and fairies and uh, mystical creatures. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the uh, like the fantasy world meets the real world, and like oh. kind of a when worlds collide type thing. Modern, it's kind of set in like Penny Dreadful uh, era, like London. All right, and then next we also got the casting news for the Loki TV show for Disney Plus. It's just the actor Sophia DiMartino. She got cast in this uh, TV in this TV show. We have no idea who she playing. Sophia, could she be playing um, Loki's daughter? Someone I think said she might actually be the female Loki, but they have not said who she is because nobody knows who she playing in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I want to see this. What does she look like? I know she mentioned Loki's daughter Loki. because, and I think the comic book, his daughter is actually that mistaken is Hela, when we saw in the yeah. You already saw Hela in there, but I mean, huh. I like that though. Yeah, she could be playing female Loki, or maybe he switches between female and male. It's that's the body he chooses, or the the disguise. I'm not sure. We'll wait and see. Uh, then uh, next, also we got the uh, Amazon. They're they make they casted two more for the League of Their Own TV show. Uh, Kelly McCormack from Killjoy has been cast as a talented pitcher and a vocal leader who is not afraid to speak up. Then we got a uh, new um. Actress and um, uh, Hispanic actress, her name is Priscilla Delgado. She's been cast as Izzy, an optimistic and fun girl who's probably the youngest player to try out for the Rockford Peaches. The briefest the brief teenager left Cuba and landed in the Midwest just to play the game. Oh, we're getting another league of their own. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, one of the actors who are the main lead char- characters is, is actually the actress uh, from A.B. Jacobs, and she's from Broad City. Ooh, she! I do know her, and she's funny. Mm-hmm. Because I think she's the voice of Bean in Disenchantment on Netflix. Let's see, bro. Is he not to it? Yeah, dude, uh, Broad, Broad City is a, is a great show. No one's watched it yet. I only know them because they did. They were in an episode of Jimmy Kimmel. It's like Jimmy was like, "Hey, today's episode we have Chris Hemsworth and the two stars of Broad City." And then he hears the sound of like a drill. He's like. What's going on? And then you see that they're draining into the... What are they doing? Because, like, we're draining to see, like, Chris Hemsworth, like, this thing room. Just don't... What are... That's... Why are you doing this? Like, don't you want to see a shirtless Chris Hemsworth? Then you, you see, like, another coming from the Chris Hemsworth's room. It's like, ladies, I don't I don't like people lo- looking at me shirtless or naked. But if you want to see someone naked, I have photos of my brother. <laughs> 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 I like that one. Here, check this out. Who is, oh my god, who's this naked dude? It's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, just, we also got the Flint Attendant, which is actually an HBO Max TV show. It stars the actors from Kelly Kauko from uh, It's Simple Rules and The Big Bang Theory. Now, they announced they have casted T.R. Knight, uh, who's going to be playing um, 
Kelly Coco's brother in the TV show. So basically, this TV show is actually about a flat attendant who's played by Kelly Coco. Also, this TV show is not uh, a comedy. It's, she's basically a flat attendant who wakes up one day in, a hot, in the wrong hotel with the wrong bed and a, de- and a body. And she doesn't know what the hell happened. This is going to be on HBO Max if you're wondering which, uh, which service is going to be. HBO pulling all the stuff. Mm. Making everything. They got to they gotta start making content after Game of Thrones is done. Mm-hmm. Laura's like, oh yes. Uh. And also we also got the news that um, Bates Motel actor Freddie Heimer has been cast in the Leonardo da Vinci uh, biopic Leonardo. He'll be playing a Stefano Geraldi, a fictional police detective who frames the narratives, investigating Da Vinci as a suspect in a murder case and digging into his past. They say that this drama series will take a first look at the life and legacy of Leonardo Da Vinci, positioning that he was gay outsider who used his work as a way of hiding his true self. Each episode will examine one of Da Vinci's artwork for hidden clues about a tortured artist struggling for perfection. Now they say that Heimor, Freddie Heimor, he's going to be an executive producer on the show and this show is being... It's coming from the same people who, who created and directed, uh, you know, The Man in the High Castle, uh, Frank Sportsnick, who's going to be to show around the, sh- uh, the show, and Daniel Purcell, who'll be directing the, the series. But I don't know if he's going to be directing all of the episodes or just a few episodes. And if you, mm-hmm. and da, Leonardo da Vinci, he'll be played by the actor from Bold, Paul Dark, Aiden Turner. That power casting has got me like, ooh. And also, if I'm not mistaken, there's actually an in the work, but I don't know if it's still happening or not, a Leonardo da Vinci movie that's going to start Leonardo DiCaprio. (coughs) I don't know what's the status of that movie, if it's still happening or not. Yeah. Okay, and then the next one is also casting news for the Amazon TV show The Power. They announced that uh, the the actress who voices Moana in the Moana movie Ali Caravalho, she's been cast as a Josa. So, Mar is be playing the daughter of Leslie Mann's character in the TV show. So basically, in this uh, TV show for Amazon, all teenage girls in the world develop the power to, through cute people at will. It's hereditary. It's inbuilt and can't be taken away from them. Coming alive to all the threat of pure power, they built to her to even kill by raising electrical jaws from their fingertips. They rapidly learned that they can awaken the power in older women. Soon enough, nearly every woman in the world can do it. And then everything is different. To be <laughs> I like, I like this idea. This is a really, this this is a cool concept. Uh-huh. So basically, this uh, this will focus on multiple characters. Um. Ali, who is a vulnerable American foster girl who reinvents herself as a faith leader. We got Roxy, the daughter of a London crime boss, who reveals in her new ability. Tandi, a Nigerian journalist reporting systematic global uh, change. Margaret Clary Lopez, who's actually who's being played by Leslie Mann's TV show. She's a mayor of Seattle, loving wife, a dotting mom to three kids. At least that's what her official campaign websites would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she is. This this show sounds really. This show sounds sounds bonkers in a good way. I like the idea that like they've all got powers now, huh. and so like nobody's gonna like essentially women are gonna be like ruling the world because they've all got these 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 cool ass what electrocute people. 
Well, let's face it, Asif. Women are smarter than men. Cue oh, the man. angry. We're going to be. Cue the angry. Uh, we're going to. Be... <laughs> <laughs> this is truth because. What was it, an episode of Joining Bravo? Like, what makes the women different than the men? And they start seeing and see that girls are smart. If you remember, like, he turns into a woman. It's like, how you only turn into men when you find out the truth about how different women are than men. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. girls are smart. And he becomes man back. And becomes dumb. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> and also, the, in the last casting news, uh, we got uh, this uh, FX uh, this TV that's been developed for Hulu called The Old Man. That stars Jeff Bridget, who's basically an assassin who's like a title. He's retired. What happened? An assassin comes to kill him, and he has to, you know, to, to, and he has to, you know, to, to go like to use his skill to find out who's trying to kill him. So basically, the casted yeah. actor Aston Stowell, who actually, if you remember the movie Bridge of Spies, he played like the pilot who fell and who got captured by the Russians. He played the younger version of Jeff Bridges' character in the TV show. I like Jeff. Uh, so Jeff Bridges is. I like him as an actor, and this is a cool casting because the show sounds pretty good too. John Austin Lithgow, Stowell, I, though. Uh, uh, John Lithgow will be playing, I think, Jeff Bridges. I think boss. Uh, I think, I think the CIA boss. Mm-hmm. This show was this day because I, I think the last. I mean, I mean, the last episode we talked about like Disney's developing some FX shows exclusively for Hulu. This one was supposed to be for FX. Then they was like, you know what? We'll move it to Hulu. So basically, oh, so, so originally it was supposed to be for another. I mean, if it, it's another still state, a fixed show, but it'll be for for Hulu only exclusively. I mean, okay. FX are I mean that makes sense. Hulu's like uh, smaller streaming services, like making moves like that, you know, like making their own content, like the Runaways, like Hulu with the Runaways. Because what I'm, what what's happening is that uh, Disney is slowly be working on getting like you know the R-rated properties from Fox and stuff to, to be on Hulu because now the 20th century Fox movies is going to be in contact with HBO. Once it's lapsed, it will, it will pull it to Hulu. Yeah. I mean, that makes... Well, they've already, they already own Hulu anyway, so it makes sense that they would be trying to put it on there. Yep, yep. And it's still keeping Hulu relevant, especially with Disney Plus out now. So they got to keep... They can't just kill off one of their platforms, you know? Mm-hmm, so yeah. it's just something that they own. Are you also talking about streaming service? Do you own Disney Plus? No, I do not. Oh. I, I've not gotten Disney Plus yet. But, I mean, I feel like I, I need to because The Mandalorian, I'm just hearing nothing but great about it. Well, the Middle East do not have a release for Disney Plus. We don't know what's the status. How would you do? Would you have to do like a VPN if you wanted to do Disney Plus? Uh, no, no. Because I don't think because, you know, this website, I think they use like VPN something. Mm, okay. Because Okay, and then, that's weird that it wouldn't come to the Middle East, though. Yeah, but it, it will come later because it's slowly, slowly they're launching in different countries. Oh, so it's like a staggered launch. Uh-huh. It's not like it's going to be Hulu just exclusively for the US. Okay, so this isn't enough for the casting news. Now we move on to release dates. So what happens is that uh, after many years now, we finally got the release date for Black Adam. The Rock announced on Instagram that Black Adam. It's going to come out in December 2020, uh, 2021. And apparently, one thing I should mention, it's opening against Avatar. Black Adam is? Yes. 
That's not very smart. I know because it, it, the, uh, remember Jumanji opened against Last Jedi and mm. it did well. It made almost made one billion Jumanji. So, <laughs> I wonder why we need another Avatar movie. Like, I, I feel like, like the time for Avatar is done. Like, like they missed that window. You know. Never underestimate James Cameron. I mean. Yeah, f- for sure, definitely. But at the same time, it's like, who who was asking for it for an Avatar movie or another one? The one billion people, the two billion people who went and saw the film. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's a good point. No, I, I can't argue with that. Yes. Okay. I mean, there also there were also one billion people went and saw that Transformers movie that we've talked about, and we all know how that movie. The Bumblebee. Was. No, no, not the Bumblebee. The the one with Mark Wahlberg. The first one made one billion dollars the box. Oh office. yeah, yeah. So I was wonder yeah. how many people really went and saw it. Okay. Yeah, it's wild. I think it just they expect it to be good, so they give it that blind faith. When in reality, they, they shouldn't. Because they made that movie for China, actually. Oh yeah, because China gives them a lot of money if they if they come and use their their areas, right? Yep. China basically just gives you a loan and it goes, "Here you go, make your movie." <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Then the next movie they got the released is actually the last duel. It was actually the Ridley Scott movie that stars uh, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, uh, killing Eve actress Judy Comer and Ben Affleck. This is about like the two friends who find who are actually best friend. One of them finds out that the other one has actually raped his wife, and he tries to like to to bring it to justice, but he can't. Then he goes to like the King of France. He tells him to. To, to allow him to challenge his friend to a duel. This is actually the last sanctioned duel that happened in real life. So this movie is, com- is also being written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And it's coming out on December 25th, 2020, limitedly, then followed by a white release on January 8th, 2021. Okay, last duel. Yeah. Because apparently, originally, one of the two leads, is, the two leads are being played by uh, Matt Damon and Adam Driver. Ben Affleck was supposed to be playing the Adam Driver, but they say that he dropped out because he's busy filming other movies that he has in his project. And he's playing mm-hmm. a supporting role instead. Well, he's got his production company, right? Ben Affleck? Oh, yes, yes, he has his production company. And then uh, the next movie we have released is actually the, like we mentioned, the Demis Chazelle movie, Babylon. It's came out December 25th, 2021. It's coming out on January 7th, 2022. And then we got the the, the, the Deep Water movie that also has Ben Affleck and Andrew Armas. It's coming November 13th, 2020. And then uh, Disney has released an update. They're saying that they're uh, pushing uh, The Kingsman from February 14th, 2020 to September 18th, 2020. Uh, then we also got the news that uh, to tomorrow, this actually a sci-fi movie starring Chris Pratt. That's kind of from the director of the Lego Batman movie. Where basically in the future, I think aliens have invaded Earth and scientists they need people to fight them. And they not and they create a time travel machine. They bring soldiers from the past to fight you know the aliens. Hmm. Yes. The that one sounds cool. Yes, it's called the Tomorrow War. It's coming out December twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Uh, then also we got the season four uh, premiere date for one day at a time. This show actually was was usually a Netflix show. Then after season three, it got canceled. People got upset, and Pop picked it up for season four. They say that it will come premiere on Pop on March twenty twenty. 
And then you also got another Netflix TV show, You Season 2, will have its premiere on December 26, 2019. Then also another news we got, we also got that uh, Panama has removed the uh, Rugrats from its release date and they shift the project. I don't know if this project still happening or is it cancelled. Instead, they're giving its release date to a movie Rumble, which will be moved from July 31st, 2020 to January 29, 2021. Then we also got the news that uh, Ron gone wrong. It got moved from uh, November 6, 2020 to February 26, 2021. Uh, there's another movie which is another animated Fox movie is called Nimona. It's been got data for January 14, 2022. And then we got those Marvel movies. Oh, yes, the Marvel. We got those Marvel movies. Yes. They did Marvel did. What do you think? What do you think they're gonna be? Okay, so let me just run last the research. So we got one coming okay, September 7, 2022. Then for then we got movies come out 2023. We got one coming February 17. May 5, July 28, and November 3. Now, and once as you mentioned, if you look at the list, uh, you see that four movies came out in 2023. And also, I would like to point out that in 2022, there are also, Marvel already dated three three movies. One of them we already know is going to be Black Panther 2. Yeah, I was pulling up the phase, uh, the phase well, 5 we did, list. Like... We did say that, I think, we got, we know Guardians has to come, it has to be one of them. Yeah, and then let me see the the Thor four the Thor four has deleted Ant Man two. We got to announce this happening. So one of those has got to be Nova. Uh, I don't know if that's the correct one. Hold on, uh, I don't know if I'm looking at the correct list. This list looks way too good to be true. <laughs> I don't know. I think he for the for the current phase they announced what uh, the internals, now uh, Thor Love and Thunder. They announced. Let me see. What else did they announce? Shang Chi. I just love that we're getting we're getting four Marvel movies in 2023. Like that's gonna be so like that's a perfect blend of like the whole year. So for that whole year, we're gonna get just a solid movies. I can't wait. I think they already did. In fact, mistaken Spider Man because it already has, also has a date. Spider Man. Let me check. Because I know, because I know when they announced the they got the it's coming out, they're not, they give it its release date, Spider-Man, let me check. Come on, Spider-Man. Oh, it's coming, Spider-Man, uh, it's coming out, according to, uh, to IMD, I think it's coming out on July 16, 2021. Mm. And that's going to be the, the one that everybody thinks is going to be a, a collab with Spider-Man and Venom? That's what we're hearing. Was that further down the line? We don't know, but they say that you know, they say they talked about it, but nothing is like officially officially announced. Yeah. Uh, all I say I is mean, that we gotta get Venom eventually. So. Yeah, we are working Venom too. Andy Serkis is directing the film. This is like visionary. He's he's good at what he does. Even he does his mocap, acting, directing. For me, this hiring means that they want to take this movie serious because I don't. The last movie, not everyone liked it. There's like. We won't take it seriously, so we'll bring a great talent team to the brought anti circus. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of it too is it was just kind of like nobody expected it. Eight hundred million at the box it's office, nobody well. expected. Yeah, and, and then it did really well, which a lot of people were like, "What?" <laughs> it could have done well to the fact that people thought it was a Spider-Man movie when it wasn't, and maybe they thought Spider-Man was going to be in there. The one well, I mean, they got their... is Morpheus. The one with Morpheus, you know, they're 
They already, I think, they finished filming the film and has Jared Leto as Morpheus. Morpheus, the, the living vampire? Yes. So, so what do you think? What do you think? Uh, let's talk about the one we know that's happening. Guardians 3. What do you think is going to come out? Of its release dates? Like, what do you think the movie's going to be about? No, what, what do, you, do you think it's going to Oh, no, out? no, no. I'm sorry. What, what the- do you think Guardians... Um, I'm hoping it comes... Oh. I get what you're saying, yes, because James Gunn right now is directing Suicide Squad. Yes. Oh. And Suicide Squad released is what? Suicide Squad... I don't think 20, that's a 2023 release. That's a 2021 Suicide Squad 2. Because he's oh, already wait. shooting the it's... film. So I think it's more likely either at 2023 or it might happen. One of the 2023s to Guardians 3. I mean, it could be that 2022 release. The October? Yeah, I mean, it could be that because that, that would give him plenty of time to finish off Suicide Squad, which is already going. Like, we've we've seen cast photos of it, you know, and then or, or like photos of people in their suits. So, and he, he specifically said, I'm not starting Guardians 3 until I'm done with Suicide Squad. And they so once it, that's think, done and over with. They said that they made, it, they made sure with Warner Bros. they work with Bros. See, what time is it perfect for them to... To make sure that for him to to work on suicide to work on suicide squad and guardians after he finishes suicide squad to work on guardians, I think the twenty twenty two date works for that because he's gonna do press. He's gonna do they'll they'll do the full tour with Suicide Squad since it's a reboot, and he'll go you know start working on guardians, which shouldn't take too long i mean it's a marvel movie marvel kind of has that shit that, that stuff on lockdown I think he and, finished this but it's not the final draft you think he might have to rewrite it after he finishes suicide squad well well as long as he's almost got a finished script and they're close they're, I, I would say that october 7th 2022 is probably the date okay and then we also know that there's going to be ant-man 3 have they even started have they started anything on that I think some Michael Douglas says something about Ant-Man 3. Let me check. He said that Ant-Man 3 to film in early 2021. That's what he said in an interview. Mm-hmm. Beginning of January 2021 will begin the filming. So basically, maybe I think maybe the other 2022, it might actually be a 2022 release for Ant-Man. Okay. I feel like they can get through an Ant-Man faster than they, than they can the Guardians, you know? Like, Ant-Man requires less special effects, uh-huh. as opposed to Guardian is literally filmed behind a green screen or in front of a green screen. And then let me see, what else do we got? They, they announced... Oh, it's Blade. They announced Blade also, but they just had the release date. Well, either way for these movies, we're going to get solid Marvel films. Uh-huh. Uh, four of them in 2023, which is going to be awesome. So I'm, I don't think one of I'm them super is, excited is either that. X-Men or Fantastic Four. Because if you remember, before the acquisition like happening, Kevin Feige said, I already planned the f- five years of what the movies are going to be for five years. Uh-huh. Because I don't think most of them, I think maybe, I think the chances of if it's one of them is being I think, X-Men or Fantastic Four. I think Fantasy Four is more likely it's gonna happen. X Men is less likely. 
Yeah, I feel like X-Men and Fantastic Four, though, might be like a Phase 6 type thing now that they have acquired them because they put all this time and money into going with whether it be what Ant-Man, Guardians, Captain Marvel, you know, that kind of stuff and, and other IPs that they brought up before the acquisition. Let me see because he when he said oh, what's the I want to go back and see Kevin Feige's comment. Okay, I'll be right back, guys. I gotta turn on the lights. You you search for that. Oh. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> All right, I'm back. Because if you remember when he about to introduce Mahershala Ali that he's going to be playing Blade, he said, "With this last time, we didn't have chance to talk about that. I didn't even have time to talk about you know Fantastic Four. I think like he even said the sequels like Black Panther and stuff. And there was no time to talk about mutants. Mm-hmm. So I think it's most it's most likely I think." The Fantasy Four and um, X Men is they're either maybe I think twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. Yeah, I agree. Because I agree he with also that. did tease. Remember, he said Captain Marvel two. One of them has to be Captain Marvel two. I don't think they're gonna rush um, the X Men and Fantastic Four movies. I think they're gonna take their time on that. You know, like their their twist on it. Uh, one thing I should mention, um, if you, some people might see why, why I sound a little bit different between each time I take, because I have a lollipop in my hand. <laughs> it's an organic lollipop. It's called Yum Earth. Is it good? Yes, it's good. <laughs> it's delicious. Okay. I think that's it now for the releases. Now we move on to the trailers. Let's talk about the first one. Uh, the trailer for the new movie, The Way Back. This stars Ben Affleck, Janina Gavanankar. It's directed by uh, Gavin O'Connor, the director of Warrior and the Accountant. I I, I want to say I watched this trailer, but I don't remember it. But it's it's like a he's a on, he's an alcoholic. He's, he gets hired to be like you know to be a coach to, for a basketball team. It looks like he's about to redeem himself. Okay. I mean, it's got Ben Affleck in it, so it's got to be good. It's got to be decent. I wonder if that's if that's something his production company is working on. He's, I think, a producer, and it's also a lot of people are bringing up the fact that we all know that Ben Affleck, he's public, he often talk about he's struggling with addiction of, with alcohol, and, and people are seeing this, obviously it might be a therapeutic like, experience for him. Yeah, it could be like semi-autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the next story we got, we got the Spongebob, new Spongebob movie, the Spongebob movie Sponge on the Run. Sponge on the Run. I, I still need to watch that trailer all the way, but um, I did. Everyone has been talking, though, about Tumbleweed Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I also like the animation. You feel like it has, like, a what? Uh, Spider-Verse vibe to it. Yeah. And then after- Nickelodeon Studios, man. They don't mm. they don't make bad SpongeBob movies. They, they, uh, Everybody loves SpongeBob. Yeah, they love. Well, the people love SpongeBob, so they I, they probably tried to do SpongeBob right for everybody. So, not too many studios care about certain IPs that way, you know. 
Then the third uh, trailer we got is that Michael Bay movie Six Underground. Yes. Deadpool's in it. Uh-huh. It's also <laughs> written by the guys who wrote Deadpool also. Very much Ryan Reynolds is very much Deadpool now. So a lot of his performances, like you get that Deadpool vibe regardless now, which kind of sucks for him. Did you saw the first it's trailer still... for this movie? Yeah. That yeah. Magnus scene, what did you thought of it? I thought it was hilarious. He's like, I, I mean, I had an idea, but... <laughs> And then after that, I'd like this one. How it's like a like come to Italy like tourism video. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and then after that, we got the new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. What did you thought of it and the new design? Um, I first off, I like the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't still like against the original design. Like I wasn't one of those people that was. But but this new design does look better. <laughs> it yep, really it does. does look better. For me, my biscuit was like it doesn't doesn't look CGI'd well. It was looked very uncanny. Yeah, it looked like they were just trying to make him realistic, as opposed to like a cartoon, like he is, you know, a video game cartoon character. So they were trying to be a little more. What am I thinking of? Kind of like, like what they do with to make him look very yeah, realistic. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like give him like. Nobody wanted a realistic-looking Sonic. <laughs> nobody, nobody was asking for that. And please, God, don't make him say meow in the movie. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they they focus grouped the wazoo oh, out of meow. it now and have changed a, a ton of stuff to make it better <gasps> or more appealing. Uh huh. Like they had to have. And then the next trailer, they we got the new, the new trailer for Scooby-Doo. Did you saw it? The Scooby-Doo trailer? Scoop? No, I've seen it, but they're all younger, right? Yep. They're, they're all younger versions. One thing got my attention in the trailer is that you see Shaggy in, alone on the beach with a Scooby snack. Then you see Scooby-Doo when he first meets him. He's like, this is my dog. What's his name? And he looks at the Scooby snack. Oh, his name is Scooby-Doo. What was he doing with the Scooby snack? Uh, basically dog food. That's Shaggy. That's what he does. He's a weird dude who eats. He eats the Scooby snacks too. Mm. <laughs> He's a weird guy. There's no explanation why. <laughs> they never explain why. They Maybe just he sold Shaggy's weapon a weird. Three. So remember, this weapon three. Mel Gibson eats the dog food. Yeah. <laughs> just Shaggy's a weird dude. Shaggy does what Shaggy does. Mm-hmm. Then next we got the the sequel to Trolls. I didn't know that they're working on a sequel, Trolls World Tour. I didn't know either, but it made it makes sense that they would do a sequel to that. It made so much money. <laughs> Justin Dimbleck performed the song of the movie on of, at the Oscars. Remember? Yeah. I got. And then the next one is got the Fantasy Island trailer. So I haven't watched it yet, but I have seen like like the thumbnail, and it mm-hmm. looks like it's a, like a, a really suspenseful thriller. It has a horror vibe to it. And Michael Pena, he's placed at uh, the, the the hotel on Mr. Rourke. It, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be good. Hopefully, it's good. It, I mean, it's Fantasy Island, so it's it is a beloved franchise. So if they do mess it up, people will let them know. <laughs> people will let them the know that they messed of, it up. Of truth or dare. 
It's Fantasy Island seems like really safe though. It seems like a really hard IP to really mess up. I feel like they should have made Fantasy Island an anthology TV show like Black Mirror, Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, it, it does make sense that it would it would make a better like show on like HBO or Netflix or Amazon. Mm. So I'll give you that. It, it definitely does seem like it would make more sense. But, I wonder if you'll see that the, that they plane they plane the Easter egg on the movie. Because I think we you kind of see There's it no... in the movies, like the woman she goes to like Mr. Rock and Michael Pena. The plane is here. She's the way she yeah. says it. But I want to see like the plane, the plane. We, we have to. You got to give us that nostalgia. You got to <laughs> give the fans that nostalgia. Can't take that away from us. Th- uh, thank God, like you know, I did not saw like that movie. That's my boss. Uh, that the plane, the plane would have ruined it for you. Oh, that, that's my boy is the one with uh, Adam Sandler, right? Yes, Adam Sandler and his son is, what is his name? The Adam Andy Sandler, because like, he has a tattoo on his back. Yeah. What about my tattoo? He is actually the guy from Fantasy Island. <laughs> uh, what was it? Vanilla Ice is in that movie too, which oh, yeah, is funny. This, this, that movie has so many stuff. You feel like, oh God, man, if this thing happens right now, people would get really pissed. Can't mess it up. You can't mess up a beloved franchise. You just can't. Yeah. You mess up a beloved franchise. You're gonna have people angry, and they're gonna let you know. And then you gotta redesign Sonic. And then do you do a petition to remake the movie because you didn't like it that a certain character died in the, the end of the movie. Exactly. Yeah, so you already know what's up. You're already keen. Okay. And then the next news we got the trailer is actually the trailer for uh, I think Ramsey is a biopic movie. Seberg is about an actress who actually she's known for being an active, very activist. And then they apparently from that the FBI like they try to make they try to turn her insane like in this in this movie. Uh huh. Did you saw this has what thousand Kristen Stewart in it? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's based on a true story. Like this, the way I think she's just because she's an activist, the FBI started investigating her and. She gets panel to say that they're, they're listening to me and stuff, but if I say no, we're, we do not listen to her. So they're trying to make her think she's crazy? Yes. Something like this, but I don't know, because it's based on a true story. Hmm. It's coming on Amazon, if you're wondering. And then the final trailer we got is the Harley Quinn trailer that's coming on DC, on DC Universe. So I haven't actually watched this trailer, but I hear there's a lot of cussing. Like they're trying to make it like animated Deadpool type thing. Yep. H- have you watched the trailer? How is it? There's, there's a lot of cursing in it. As far as I saw, Batman didn't <laughs> drop an F-bomb. That would have been a big uh, people outrage. Yeah. Man, is it not that they showed his dick now they're doing drop an F-bomb? <laughs> Do you own that comic? Which comment? That they showed Batman's, you know, dick. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't own that comic, but I do know what you're talking about, and everybody was, like, freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares? It's Batman's, it's Batman's you know, dick. Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it is a little odd that someone was like, all right, guys, like, there's room meeting for this comic where someone had to be like, Listen, guys, we've done everything, okay? We've done it all, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna change the game. And they're like, "But we've already done it all." And he's like, "We haven't done everything." And then just like, pictured with a with a cloth in front of it, 
And he's like, I present to you. And like unveils it. And everyone's like, what the hell? He's like, Batman's dick. <laughs> and apparently it was only on physical release. It wasn't on digital release. Oh, like somebody had to bring that into a meeting. And, and people had to okay that. Because of that, people are outraged. They end up removing censoring it, removing it. Yeah, like, like people got mad. Which, you know what? They're not wrong. We hadn't seen Batman's dick yet. We finally saw Batman's dick. Now we know, okay? <laughs> now maybe we get to hear now Batman maybe drop an F-bomb. Oh, yeah. Or, or just like the only other thing that, that could be more... more you know, intense than that is if like Batman just point blank shoots someone in the head with a gun. I mean, he did kill people in Batman v Superman. We know how people handled this. Oh, people were mad, but it's like, well, oh well, it is what it is. Okay. Snyder cut, release the Snyder cut. That's what everyone says. Leave that the scene. Oh, release release the Snyder, Snyder cut to cut. Greg Miller. Yeah, give. <laughs> we all know Greg. Greg wants that Snyder cut. Greg wants to win stuff. I mean, I appreciate that standard because I'll be basically shirtless Batman with his with his chest hair. With you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? His chest hair with the yeah, bats. yeah. It's gonna be this. The I love it. I love movie. it. The, the bats on the chest hair, which is smart. Which is super super smart. Too. All right, and then that's it for twist. Now, before we end the show, I added something like uh, a required viewing. Uh, did you saw this video that I posted required viewing? I'm looking at it right now. Um, I have not watched it, but I did see it. The why Alan Richson hated filming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, I'm going to pull this up. Is it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. So basically, this info I posted it because, you know, he talks about his experience working on the movie. Like, this is a big budget film. He talks about how basically the studio, they promised him, like, stuff in it and how it was not treated well on the set. And basically, he plays, I think, one of the title characters on the, on the movie. And he even talked about it, like, you know, actors. I only posted this because I want the, to my, you know, um, listeners to, 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 to see about how actually the movie industry happens. Like, actors experience working on movie sets. And how is it different than some actors? I didn't know that was him. I, I didn't. Alan Rich, Richson is on, uh, isn't, he's the guy on Titans. Yeah, and he was in, in uh, Aquaman in Titan, uh, what is it, Smallville. Yeah, yeah, and he was also Thad from uh, Blue Mountain State. So if you don't know what Blue Mountain State is, I know the, uh, <laughs> it's a ridiculous, it. ridiculous. But he was he was in that as well, which is funny. <laughs> it's just funny to see what certain people were in, you know, and then they play like serious roles. And it's like you played a character that had an Oreo in your butt. I can take you. No, because I want people to listen because I want to hear about his experience, like you know. He even said that Arjun didn't want to stay to do this role, but then, now so then I was like, you know, did they promise him stuff? They told me you'll become the next Andy Serkis for this performance in this movie, and and he was he was like, I I was like, I don't know if I wanted. Then he also said I had sons. I want them to see something I do. It's like I was gonna take this movie. And he talked about how it's basically, you know, he basically did, he did not promote the film. Him and the other actors who played the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he also revealed mm-hmm. that um. He wasn't said like the fact that they made the crew leave first, then they were the last people to leave the set. So the 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 people who are playing the the turtles were always the last people to leave the set, is what you're saying? Yes, because they want to make sure that the crew leave first because so that they don't pay them like over time. 
Oh, so it turned into this, not human rights things, but like workers' rights issue. There's something about this, because you say that, because they want, and then they went for the sequel, because he said he didn't want to come back, but he said he was contractually obligated to appear in two more movies. He said that they promised him that for this one, he'll get like a backbones, but he didn't receive the uh-huh. backbones for the sequel. Ah, uh-huh. so they screwed him over. This is the basic story is that they promised him stuff they didn't keep and he didn't he wasn't treated well on set. Yeah. Well I'm definitely gonna watch this now because that that guy, I like his acting. I like the stuff he's been in, so I and do kinda want to see. He did a separate it. interview, he talked about for Zor and Tan. He's like usually he's like, I already did this with Ackman Daphne. They told him this is different because he sat down with Jeff Jones. They told him how different this show is going to be than the other DC show. It's like uh, he decided to take it. And also, he got what's her name? Uh, Minka Kelly being his co star in this TV show. Yeah. Which one? Titans or are you talking the Ninja Turtles? Not Titans. Yeah. He even mentioned, like, for Ninja Turtles, like, because <clears throat> his other co star were Megan Fox and Will Ornett because they were more famous than him. They received, like, the better treatment than him. Yeah. yeah which makes sense, to be honest. Like, uh-huh. that's kind of the way all that works, anyways. But. It's still got a sting. I'd imagine that still sucks, you know. But unfortunately, they're going to take care of the bigger names, you know. Mm-hmm. They're going to take better care of the names that are attached to the movies, though. So. No, no, so he even said that people would say, like, for me, like, what I read is that don't be in that. Be treat your actors with will. And if you've kind of promised him something, promise it. Yeah, like, come through with it. Actually, give it to him. Uh-huh. Don't promise something and then never, never have any intention of giving it. Uh, I think this is it now for today's episode. Uh, thanks for joining me, Anthony. Uh, where can people find you? All right, guys. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you for having me. Yes, it I'm was a pleasure done. being on and chatting with you. Uh, uh, love the show. Love that you did it on Anchor as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Anchor is a, it's just solid. So mm-hmm. um, now where people can find me, you can find me on, you can find me everywhere at Dad Bod Plays. That's Twitch, Instagram. And then also, uh, I, I've got a podcast as well called Dad's Beards Nerds. If you search any social media, you'll find us as well. I think people That's now basically are it. confused now that you don't have a beard. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I shouldn't have shaved, Yaz. I shouldn't have shaved. It's coming. So luckily, like my facial hair is coming in because mm. I'm getting older. But I really shouldn't have shaved. That was a that was a silly mistake. <laughs> it was a silly mistake, and I shouldn't have done it. All right. But yeah, that's it. That's where you can find me. Oh yes, and for me, I'm Mr. Yasmin Tehanad on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Twitch. I thank you guys for listening. I hope we see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye, everybody.